0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. If you can tell by my voice, I'm really excited for this podcast, and there is a lot to discuss, but housekeeping first. You're going to hear some of this when the podcast starts, but FGC Hollywood is not the Max Spicer podcast. The format is different, but I think it's definitely an improvement. You will hear that I have a co-host on his podcast, Pringle the One, who was also a guest on TMP96, and he's an all-around great guy. You'll hear more why I reached out to Pringle to co-host his podcast with me, but I'll just say this. Pringle is the man. He knows his fighting games, he's genuine in his approach, and he will give it to you straight. And in the FGC, Especially these days, those qualities are so difficult to find in people. So I absolutely believe he will contribute a lot to this show moving forward, and I'm extremely fortunate to be working with him on this podcast. Secondly, we have yet to figure out a right schedule to produce this show. I would like to aim for a weekly release, but until we have something that's concrete, I will work on this show's quality until we can find something consistent. Therefore, for now, Patreon, YouTube, audio listeners will all get the show on the same day. When we find a good schedule, that's when Patreon will get the show three days early before everybody else who listens on free feeds. As far as questions and topics, I will attempt to collect those on Twitter, YouTube community tab, and Patreon a few days before we decide to record, so keep a heads up if you want your questions read on the podcast. Lastly, your support is crucial for our success, so if you are inclined and able to support us, patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood is the best place to do so. But support comes in many ways. From sharing the show, telling your friends, and leaving reviews. It all helps. I have a lot planned for this show, and I believe we can do great things here. Of course, we will get better. I'm sure both Pringle and I will have things we can do to improve this podcast. And your feedback will be essential for us to realize some of those things. This is fighting games from the little guy's perspective. A fighting game viewpoint from those who aren't quote-unquote famous enough to make a difference. This is FGC Hollywood. The true Hollywood, not the one that looks at your Twitter followers, your YouTube sub-count, or your Instagram likes. We have two requirements for entry here, loving fighting games and keeping it classy, the only two parameters that matter. So ladies and gentlemen, it is September 7th, 2020, and I am excited to present to you the first episode of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. Enjoy.
1: FGC
2: Hollywood, stay classy.
0: Yeah, man here we are i mean uh I'm I'll, I'll be honest I, I was giddy all day i was excited about <laughs> me too man I was, <laughs> I was excited too man but I, yo like i had such a
2: morning man like uh uh the cat the our cat over here girlfriend's cat over here i don't know what to mm-hmm. call it at this point but i'll just go with Zeke. <laughs> Zeke uh, okay. the dude got in there like, there's this orange cat that passes by every once in a while this orange cat he hates this orange cat, man. He want to slug him, man. Like seriously, he want to go through <laughs> the window and beat his ass, dude. And it's like, oh my god, he woke us up like at like uh, at twelve, and we just haven't been getting such a good sleep lately because we just get woken up for like appointments and stuff like that. So, mm. and I I just woke up and I was like, all right, let me just go for my short run, and it was hard as hell for some. Re- like, <laughs> I had a hard ass run for some reason. But then I was man. like, yeah, man, I had to do a couple more things. I was like, yeah, man, I wanted to do this too, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's been. It hasn't been too long of a gap, but I tell you what let's how about, how about we get into it i got i yeah. had a, a, there's, there's a lot to explain, so if anybody's ah, dude, you know yeah. listening to this right now like and they've never heard of me, heard of you, or seen this channel like I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but like yeah, it's, yeah. this this is a weird weird first uh encounter with uh my content but how, how about I'll, I'll try to break it down as best as i can go ahead man. so I recorded. 100 episodes of a podcast I call the Max Spicer Podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rest yeah. in peace. And now we're transitioning into something new. And I'm calling this FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. And the big reason why I'm transitioning to this is because, you know, I'll be honest. And I, I, I'm somewhat of a straight shooter. I'll say this. During my time of recording the Max Spicer Podcast, I, I got kind of tired of just talking to myself, being in, in a room and just talking about fighting games. It was fine for a while,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: eventually I wanted to expand and to talk to other people, and you know, I, I reached out and I got guests. but I reached out to way more people than you can imagine in this community and got either nothing. Got a yes and then a no. Got a maybe and then a no. And there's a lot of Hollywood in this community. There's a lot of Hollywood in this community, which I don't even know where they come from because, man, (laughs) like, here's the thing, man. Like, I'm not going to say any names, but there's two people that I invited (laughs) on the Max Splatza podcast, which whatever, you know, I wasn't very big. I'm not very big now. But, like, all you could say is no. I know where these guys are from. Y'all are from St. Louis. (laughs) You, You guys you guys are in my neighborhood and now the fact that they live in cali you know they're right. too ho- like you're gonna hollywood me like you, i know you guys are in my streets you're in st louis like i know where you're at that those are your roots and you're gonna do me like that at least say no so i got that repeatedly man i was just like man what's with all the hollywood going on like i was like what's happening in this community and 2020 was man like for me i was thinking about this community i used to like unequivocally just give this community a pass i I mean i i love Mm -hmm. fighting games so much that like i loved all like everything about it 2020 man like i i grew such a big chip on my shoulder like i (laughs) i don't i don't goddamn beaver (laughs) (laughs) yeah man like i i was thinking to myself i was just like man there's a lot of things in this community that i don't like anymore so that's why i kind of wanted to just focus and just build within man like i you know, I, so I was thinking to myself, just as a joke, like y'all going to Hollywood? Me, okay, I'll make my own Hollywood. And now we got this little community mm-hmm. going on, and I feel the same way. Like it's it's been months now, and I, honestly, I feel the same way. So here we are. You know, the Max Bikes podcast just couldn't continue on because getting guests and just having to you know have people say no and yes and a maybe, it's just you can't you can't run a show like that.
1: Mm -hmm. So that's
0: why the transition had to be met. And here we are. So that's the inception of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. And I'll say this now, man, it's September 5th, 2020. This is going to be the best fighting game podcast by far. Now, I don't know if we're going to be the most popular. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs)
1: but as far as as
0: far as quality as far as production as far as just talking about games honestly i think we're going to be the best and the sole reason i'm saying that is because i love podcasting and i love true podcasting if you look at our competition and not competition i mean they're technically our peers although i don't fuck with a lot of those guys but (laughs) like (laughs) if you look at our competition or peers or whatever podcasting in the in the fgc is stream archives that's really all it is. <laughs> it really is, man. <laughs> it's, it's audio stream archives. And I hate that. Like, it's like, you don't care. And I want like to really put an effort for a podcast and really give people that like, enjoy fighting games. Like if you're at work, like, cause I used to be that guy. I used to be on a forklift, just doing this monotonous job, putting stuff in places and just listening to the things that I care about. And I want to be that guy for somebody else working at a warehouse when they're at that phase in their life because I was, when I was 19 and 20, I did that. And like having those podcasts really helped me out. So that's why I kind of like want to pay another favor. I don't know. It's just kind of how I feel about it. So here we are, FGC Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Do your own thing, man. And you know, at the end
2: of the day, try to see if you can entertain people and, you know,
0: be something else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I don't want to get off to like a wrong foot, but like it's just it comes it gets to the point like you got to be real, and this community sometimes, man, like none of y'all are real. Like, a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah. of y'all are fake, and and twenty twenty really showed that. But you know, before <laughs> before we even get to all that, I know we started off a crazy thing, but like who who are we? Just in case, I don't I don't want nobody to get confused. We're talking about all this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, man, all, yeah. all this stuff. But I'll introduce myself first, and you can go ahead. So obviously. If this is your first introduction to this podcast, my name is Randy McIntyre. I go by the handle MaxSplicer. I make YouTube videos. I write. I'm predominantly a writer that just happens to also know editing software. Uh, That's how I I think about it. I love writing way more than I love video editing. But anyway, I love fighting games the most. And I talk about them. They have a lot of good qualities. And obviously, here we are doing a a fighting game podcast. So I got, I think, the best option in a co-host. And Pringle, take it, my (laughs) man.
2: you're gonna make me cry with that one (laughs) but hey what's up y'all I'm Pringle the one I used to do a lot of YouTube I used to do some streaming every once in a while I may just do streaming but I'm really into like I used to at one point did like all kinds of weird video game related videos like try to make them funny as possible then I got to a point where all I did was play fighting games so like I got really sucked into fighting games for a couple years ago but nowadays I've just been kind of like since so much life's been happening i'm just kind of doing my own thing but every once in a while there would be like a mystery stream but i usually i actually still do play like as of now only really been playing Skullgirls because it's like the only like rollback game and it works on mac which is mm-hmm. a big win and uh yeah i've just been kind of chilling doing my own thing uh really playing a lot of jrpgs too but i do love me some fighting games and i am very appreciative of being on the podcast with my dude mac over here so thanks man Appreciate hey, that. no
0: problem. I'm, I'm saying this, and I'm not just fibbing, man. Like, when I was looking at like who can I have as a co-host for this podcast, like all I was looking for is people that were like just genuinely interested in fighting games and also are just real. And like, man, I it's a struggle find real people around this community. I I, I feel I really feel that way. <laughs> it's, when, when you do, I mean, yeah. So when when uh we had our podcast, we had such good feedback about was doing the podcast together, and I was just like, "Man, Pringle, you are the one." So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I use that name. <laughs> Dude, I'm the chosen one. Watch <laughs> yeah. me pull the sword from the stone, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is how it starts. Right? <laughs> so yeah, so we covered obviously who we are, why we're doing this podcast. We covered that too. It's just my history with doing the Max Spice Podcast and just loving fighting games and having something a little bit different. I think, I think we'll have a lot to offer with our inputs. You know, I don't think we technically think the same about fighting games. We share a lot of common rationalities about fighting games, but I'm sure we'll also find that we, you know, we disagree on certain things. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a back and forth. I wanted to kind of, you know, get to know more of how you feel about fighting games. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in this community. Mm -hmm. So we'll be able to talk about all of that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this show. Yeah, man, likewise. I figured to break the ice, I got this actually from a buddy of mine. Maybe we can do something like this, you know, just to start off the show every week and we'll call it Get to Know Your Hollywood. So it's uh, one question every week. And we'll start with it. So uh, this week's question is, do you have a fighting game demon? So either a person or a character that you just struggle to beat. Ooh, man. That's That's a tough one.
2: Yeah, that's a tough one. Because, like, so personally, me, I've never been a person that thinks of, like, these demons or, like, oh, you know, I've always just been the person to compare myself to myself. So it's like, as long as I get Mm. a little bit better, it's like, oh, I DP'd you that time. I couldn't do it before, but I did it this time, and I'm better for that. So I've always right. been this kind of person that always looks at it. But I will say that there always is, like, I have, like, a good buddy that I play against that sometimes it can be a struggle playing against some buddy named Cuban, Chris. He plays a lot of Ban and Cerebella. And, and mm. it's a really interesting team because it's, like, a grappler team. But we, we have some pretty good back and forth. And I think recently, like, a person that I played that I had, like, a real, real tough time struggling against. I wouldn't say he's a demon, but, man, every time I play... I feel like I get better at playing him, though. But, man, he's so freaking good, man. You know when you play someone so good, it's like man where's your brain at? it must be in the stars beyond <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh a buddy named wing zero and he actually plays like the same character i play so like anytime i play the dude i'm like man he he teaches me all kinds of crap without actually like teaching me i just you know you get hit with it and you're like all right now i know <laughs> but I, <laughs> right <laughs> but i've never been too into like this fighting game demon type of thing because like it's like, I, I notice I do see it, like, I think a good one is, a good example has always been, like, Daigo and Tokido, where it's mm, like, yeah. man, da, 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 dude Akuma Rio, you know how that goes, but mm. I've always been kind of like, where it's just, you know, I'm just me, and, you know, I'm just kind of fighting against,
0: like, getting better and stuff like that, man. So, would you say you categorize a demon as a specific person, not so much like a character? that you Maybe,
2: first... yeah, maybe more so a, de- a person to, to some. To me, it's more like, I guess the 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 demon of progression really is where it comes Mm. down to man you know the you know sometimes when we progress we get so pissed off because it doesn't happen immediately so like i tend to always fight and tell myself hey man just a little bit better just a little bit better that that demon of
0: progression (laughs) is what it really comes down to man for me (laughs) right yeah no that's that's very well said i didn't think about that yeah uh, nobody ever thinks about like Uh, when you get to the point where you plateau, you don't know it right there, right? You don't know you've plateaued. Until somebody like proves to you, is like, hey man, this is where you're at. (laughs) Someone
2: just pretty much just, you know, just puts you in the body bag. You're like, all right, man. But see, that's why I try not to let that ever happen to me too, because it's like, it's like, I still look like, I actually look a lot at my own uh, playthroughs, like replays and matches and stuff. And I'm always like, I should have done this. I should have done that. wonder why i didn't do that oh that was pretty good i kind of take a step back and look at my own stuff as like somebody else's stuff so it gives me a better perspective at the things i've gotten better and progressed at but it's that constant you know that like it's like a back and forth type of thing that i feel is good sometimes but it can definitely be bad depending on the person it's like oh man i'm i'm still straight trash i'm trash i'm trash and it's like ah dude you're never good that you're all you're your own demon already at that point yeah dude.
0: no doubt we've all been there though like you know you ever you ever lose so bad like you know just like 20 in a row and you're just like why am i even playing <gasps> oh
1: anymore, it,
0: <laughs> yo so, so the guy that i played
2: wing zero like i played him okay so like the first time damn dude i think we went for 42 matches i won two of those matches <laughs> oh my <man. laughs> like, damn he is good man and, and it would be so quick sometimes mm-hmm. and then like i think another time the first time i played him it was like one out of like 30 ish and then the recent time i played him i at least got like five out of like 40 so i was like hey that's progress man but like i was like damn this dude is like real good man
0: right yeah how many would sharpie get no nah, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i actually
2: she like i usually beat her most of the time but she gets a, a winner or two here
0: and there man <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i'm just talking shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she out there she grinding too i yeah. think i don't know maybe yeah. Yeah. She no, yeah, she's she's doing her Eliza thing. Um, yeah, I'll say this: I I have two examples. One for the longest time, when I played Tekken, like Eddie, just anybody that played oh, Eddie, I'd man. be like, oh Bro, my nobody God, know
2: what like, the hell he does. Man.
0: <laughs> then, yeah, it's tough. It like I didn't even if the guy like I knew he was like or the guy or girl like if I knew I was like, man, I'm technically better than you. I just don't know the matchup. I would still oh, like I just I get mocked. Eddie was my demon. <laughs> As Eddie well. is like a, like, I, I, it's the same way, man. It's like, dude,
2: only the Eddie player enjoys what he's doing right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, not enjoying yeah. any of
0: this crap, all right? It's a one-man one game. Yeah, man, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then this is going to be, I actually, like a, probably a golden nugget for a lot of you guys, because I don't know how many people probably know this, but do you know Shine? He plays uh, oh, Street I Fighter. Yeah. yeah, so he's, I think he's uh, somewhere on the East Coast, right? He goes to NLBC a lot. Yeah. But... He that guy used to play Persona Four Arena. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, I didn't know that. To, yeah, he used to play Ultimax, and I fought him. So because I I got really good at Arena, right? Not not, not like godlike, but good enough. <laughs> so but so when so when Ultimax dropped, I was like, I already knew what I'm doing. So I went through ranked, and I was like, I was beating all these new players. I had no idea what they're doing. And I got to a point where I was like, I met Shine and ranked, and uh guess who he played? <laughs> this uh, troll. Uh Adachi. Bro, no- he played Adachi. <laughs> and I didn't know the <laughs> <was> matchup. Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, I know this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And he's beating me doing that DP and the gunshot oh, dude, and all this that stuff. That'd be so I was obnoxious like, online, man. Oh, man. But yes, yeah, I couldn't beat his Adachi. And I was like, how is he beating me? I've played. I had like hundreds of hours in, in Vanilla Persona. And he's picking up this character and mopping me with this DP. I just didn't really know the matchup. But also, man, he's tricky. Like he played that game and he was real tricky the way he played it. So, uh, shout-outs to Shine. He beat my ass, but uh Yeah, I think Adachi, he's really man. good at those kind of uh, tricky characters.
2: He is playing Woobie. Yeah, I mean, he's done some pretty gross mix-ups. Yeah, yeah. It, this it, was Woobie early on, modern. too. Yeah, man. So, who knows? Maybe that's like... He's that dude that plays... Uh, I don't know if you ever played the Mario Tennis games, but they categorize the characters with, like, power mm-hmm. and speed, and then you pick one of the boo, the ghost, in the, in the game, and it's tricky. He's definitely that dude that picks the boo, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's... No, he... It seems like he's really attracted to, like, learning the character that has the most grime. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, like let, he me, let me check this crap, out. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Shine played Adachi back in the day, and I was just like, man, I hate this character already. The game's been out a week. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: yo, I hated Adachi so much, too, dude. Mm-hmm, like, man. I really I think I don't like, I think that was a character I disliked the most right next to, like, one of the Miyazaki, Miyazaki's show? I forgot his Minazuki, name. Minazuki, yeah. Minazuki, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hated yeah. it, ass, man. Oh, so annoying. The,
0: the one with the persona or the one that... I think it was the one without, them. man. He was really annoying. <laughs> the one with it is not as bad yeah the one the one without he he's all over the place he's just
2: teleporting yeah yeah he (laughs) teleports all day and if you you're not used to reacting to the
0: teleports you're pretty much gonna get boned by him every time yeah yeah i i had fun playing him though he's he's of course so fast that's a degenerate person (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey i'll
2: admit it i'll admit it yo i will admit i'm degenerate too man i love hitting (laughs) people with gross stuff too man i just like figuring it out on my own because like show stuff Mm. was so easy but yeah it's it's so
0: it's so grimy (laughs) Right, yeah, and we'll uh, we got we got a bunch of questions here. We're going to talk more about persona, but I figured why not? Uh, you know, this is a new podcast, and I d- normally don't didn't used to do this on the Max Price podcast because when I did have guests, it was so kind of interview oriented, right? But now that you know we have a bit of a different format, I figured we can get into some news. So
1: yeah,
0: we <laughs> we got a lot to get into uh, <laughs> because of the fact that there was a lull there, and I didn't record that podcast uh, last week. We got about two weeks worth of news, so hopefully we can get through this somewhat in a timely fashion. But this was, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, I i saw this last week. It was actually a video that uh, Majin Obama put on the Animal Malinati channel, and it had to do with uh, our Street Fighter. You know, they they held their uh, online Street Fighter Five tournament. Uh, this was Friday, August 24th, and it resulted in a Fang mirror match, which everybody loves. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was in winner's finals. And during the match, the two commentators that were assigned for that match, I guess they got bored or something, just commentated the match, and they proceeded to like play fart noises on stream <laughs> while the match was playing. Yo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that thing was funny as hell, man. But man, <laughs> that was hella
0: disrespectful, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, that's how I feel. Like it was both funny and disrespectful at the same time. <laughs> um, They kind of went on with it a little too long, I thought. I thought maybe if they, you know, if they stopped uh, a little earlier, it would have been more funny. But they, I don't know, they played the joke. But anyway, (laughs) you know, following the tournament, uh, one of the participants, he goes by FGC Jesus or FGC Jesus, one of those. And he went to Twitter and he said, and I'm quoting, he said, I'm not different than anyone else who works hard or I'm not different than anyone else who works hard in this game. Sorry my character is annoying to play and you don't know how my stuff works, but like, I made it to winners Finals. I was proud of myself. I get that it was a joke and stuff. I forgive you guys. I just legitimately got hit where it hurts in my feelings. So obviously, I mean, he, he was offended uh, shortly after our Street Fighters uh, organizer, Joe Monday, I don't know if you've seen him. He also puts a podcast, mainly Street Fighter based, but he, he's also a podcaster himself in the FGC. And uh, he reached out to FGC uh, Jesus on Twitter. He apologized. Because he he took ownership. He was like, hey, I'm the one that actually put those commentators in place. I'm sorry that happened. And uh, it looked like they kind of moved on. But I just wanted to get your take on it. Like, what do you think about fighting games are known, or fighting games are known, rather, that, you know, we're a little rough around the edges. So this type of stuff, you know, we're known for like, you know, the quote-unquote tuggery. <laughs> but I don't, this is not it. But what do you think about the... I mean, there was, like, a Kotaku article written on this thing. So <laughs> you, yeah, like... Of
2: course, they would try
0: to stink <laughs> course, any views yeah. they could. So what do you think about, like, this whole reaction from FGC on fart noises on stream?
2: Well, honestly, man, like, it was kind of rude, man. Like, let's be honest, it was pretty rude. And I would say that to the commentators, they failed as commentators, as good ones, because good ones can make paint dry and make it enjoyable to watch. So if right. you can't get too boring ass characters to make it somehow enjoyable you failed as a commentator already because i know Mm -hmm. plenty of other commentators that would would have you know they say, hey you know it may not be as enjoyable but i we got to make this entertaining but Mm -hmm. i will say yeah man it it was kind of funny when i first heard it but yeah it was like it was it's kind of rude and i feel like you gotta set something up like that you know you gotta you gotta have it in a way where It can be funny, but it's not like in a way where it hurts someone, and that's like that really thin line of like comedy and just being a dick. And it's super, super hard to kind of get down. But it, it, I won't lie, I did laugh. (laughs) I (laughs) I I definitely did laugh because I was like, (laughs) I was like, come on, man, two fangs, like. But at the same time, Fang doesn't really like. Hey, man, you gotta give props. Fang ain't making no. That character's been bad since release. Right, gotta give it props to the guys, but. I'm kind of glad that, and I'm glad that the organizer actually sp- spoke against that or spoke about it and mm. was like, "Hey, man, you know, hey, sorry about that, guys." Because you know, in the end of the day, it does kind of fall on him. But man, you know, those commentators did kind of mess up, mess themselves up. But it, it's no big of a deal. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like Kotako doesn't really need to be singing their teeth, but you know, they will anyways. But I think it's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where they should be like, "Hey, man, we're sorry about that. We we just did. We you know, we just we just." We just had our heads and our asses, you know. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it. Like that's uh, it was. You know, on one one side, like I'm glad it was kind of a big deal because maybe we need something like this just yeah, for, like so people too. know, like hey, just don't be a dumbass. Like be funny, but don't be a dumbass. But also like, it, man, if this was 10 years ago, there's no <laughs> like there? I mean...
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard, uh, there's footage, uh, if you guys are wondering, there's footage of Yipes playing Marvel, like mm-hmm. NBC2. This dude talks so much crap when he played Marvel in the arcades, oh my God. Everybody was freeze Pringles back then, man. Jesus Christ, this dude was straight up rude as hell. <laughs> so I don't know, man, yeah. It, Maybe 10 years later, before, it would have been like... They would have been in on it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look at the ATL scene. Like, those guys. Oh, I dude, mean, they're I, savage, when I, Yeah. When I talked to Pokechop, man, like, that's... You know, he was just like, I was the quiet one in the arcade. <laughs> 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 so, imagine the dudes that he learned from. And, you know, shout out to Pokechop, because that dude, like, as as loud as he gets... Bruh, I love he, Poke Chop, funny, He though. keeps things... Yeah, he keeps things, like for like to the game like you won't, don't talk about anybody's like you know personality or like who they are or like their mama or whatever but they just say like you can't block me you can't play and like i love that honestly i i really love that part of fighting games um obviously this and the commentary you know being dumbasses that's a little different but i'm just yeah. saying man like when i first started getting like reintroduced to the fgc if this was 10 years ago kataku i mean get i mean come on yeah. come on
2: yeah. <laughs> they they uh it it would have it would have just been a just another Friday, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it exactly. it would have
2: been another Friday in the afternoon, and and uh, and uh, Twitch chat would have been out there making fart noises too, man. Would be right Yeah,
0: no kidding. They would have found an emote. Yeah,
2: right. It. Yeah, exactly. It would have put, just put like the doodle emojis with the eyes in
0: it. Hey, I love that emote. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man.
0: Uh, uh, this one also caught my eye. So uh, I get these these emails that like I have like uh, I don't know if you've ever done this. Like, if you want like news, I can put in search words, and then Google will send me like daily emails of like, "Hey, this happened for this search word, or this happened for this." Mm. So yeah, so like Bandai Namco is like one of my search terms, and I actually got this. I think last week I just never opened it, but uh, I don't know if you've heard. I don't play Dragon Ball Fighters, but when I was reading this, I thought it was an interesting concept. So, Dragon Ball Fighters they they made some headlines because I think last week they had an update, and uh, it prompted the community, especially when they opened the game. There was a message about matchmaking and like rules and regulations. And according to the endgame message, there are going to be restrictions for people that leave the match prematurely, basically rage quitting. Mm. And there's going to be consequences. So the first offense for finding out that you have a habit for leaving the match prematurely will result in a seven-day ban. So a week ban from online lobbies. You can still play offline, but you can't play online at all. And then if they come back, right, after they serve that suspension, they come back and they still rage quit they can get hit with a perma band. So basically they can never play online again ever, which is, I I don't remember that being a thing. Like I don't know what other <laughs> Dude, game does that. Yo, so
2: right quick, not to cut mm-hmm. you off, but a band thing there was, okay. So I don't know if you know, but when I, I played smash uh, for the Wii U, right? Smash
0: mm-hmm.
2: for the Wii U, whatever the hell it was called, smash four. Yeah. There was a point where they would hit people with bands that I think it went from somewhere between 32 years in 90 years, you're to be dead <laughs> by that time you ever Jesus. get unbanned.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did it start at 32? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, Wait a yeah. Does that mean just like we don't want you here anymore? Is uh, there any It would process? be
2: a combination of people reporting other people. It wasn't even like rage quitting because you could rage quitting the game. But oh, yeah, it would be rage quitting. But then it also is a combination of people reporting you because like for some weird, for some reason, you could kind of type in the, you know, in your character. You, you're going to pick a character. You could type something in the bottom and then mm-hmm. people would type something like where their name is at. So it mm-hmm. would like show the name above their character. Man, I man, people type some messed up stuff like caught, <laughs> man. <laughs> man. But yeah, it would be a combination of just rage quitting and, and reporting people.
0: Hmm. wow i yeah i didn't know that but that's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting concept for sure like i don't so the on, only thing that when i was reading that post the only thing that it didn't really specify is that it said if you are showing a habit of leaving the match prematurely it doesn't give you a specific number of like you can't rage seven times within 24 hours or you can't like rage this many times it just says like listen you better not disconnect and if you have fault the internet <laughs> you know, <laughs> you better hold that because like <laughs> it's it's like it was kind of vague. I would assume that you would have to do it so often with such a short period of time that Band Namco would get the signal and be like, "Hey, this guy." probably an offender and also i would assume that after the first offense like man if you're still disconnecting it can't be your internet come on that's crazy it, it has to be like be where do Wi-Fi you live
2: be <laughs> yeah. wi-fi player <laughs> yeah
0: that's an interesting concept would you like to see something like that in more games implemented man
2: i don't know man i have i feel like if they have to do it right man because that uh, i mean there's a what, what game that's been kind of doing that uh street fighter 5 where mm-hmm. it kind of does that and then I, I don't even feel like it even works that well most of the time because i still see people still playing afterwards i think it's kind of good because like it really does ruin the experience because when i okay so i played dragon ball fighters for about mm, five days right okay. <laughs> <Give or laughs> take. i played it because kid goku was in it but Right. I played it for a couple of days, and I'm not gonna lie, man. Maybe it's because of the Skullgirls experience, but I was just whacking dudes left and right, right? <laughs> right. And, yeah, and so I got a lot of rage quitters, man. Like a whole lot of them, dude. It 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 was so annoying, and it's like that game in particular is just so uh, it's so dumbed down in the worst way, and so a lot of kind of like I can see a, why a lot of people, especially on the online matchmaking. They're always rage quitting and stuff like that and the netcode is not that good either so i think it's not a bad idea but i feel like it kind of is terrible in general like it's not a good because like what if you ban someone they just make another account you know what i'm saying like that Mm -hmm. doesn't really that doesn't like tell somebody don't do it again some people are usually like sometimes people just have burner accounts So they just have multiple accounts and they're like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to keep stacking these points. And then they just hop to the other one. So it's like, it doesn't really teach them anything. So it's like kind of good, but it's like, it's kind of good in the sense where we don't have anything in place. So, so it's good by default, but it still sucks in general. Like, I I don't know what would be the best way to kind of discipline people. Maybe it would be good if they like, I, I, this was something that in, in Smash 4, they also said is like... I don't know if it was real or not but they basically put you in this because like the matchmaking is called for glory and they would say it's for glory hell and what you would end up doing is only playing other people that play crappy like you or they always report or they're always getting like um, mm. they're always rage quitting so you end up just playing those people which yeah. in a way i think is kind of funnier because it's like well now you have to play the crappiest of the crappiest people you know right yeah. so but it's i don't know man i like and, and the whole not showing the amount isn't good either because it's like, at that point, people don't even know, like, how the hell, you know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: I guess dicey, right? It's like, man, this connection's really bad, but I don't want to disconnect because I might yeah, get Burma back. exactly,
2: <laughs> and that happens. It happened to me a lot, and I played, you know, of course, on Wired on the PS4. Uh, but You know, that's already the problem, PS4, but yeah, I was playing Wired, and it would happen a lot where people would have just really bad connections. And some games, like, uh, I think, for instance, Grand Blue. You can't even see the um, the connection on the player. Yeah. So there's like no ping I, display, right? I, yeah, I don't even think it, I don't even think there's like I think it doesn't even have bars or anything, man. I, I don't <laughs> remember too much, but like the way it's displayed is horrible, man. Straight up horrible, yeah. dude. And it's like, come on, man. If you're gonna have these kind of systems in place where like you'll get banned, it's like sometimes you play somebody and it's like this connection is so awful, it's a waste of time, and it's just straight up frustrating.
0: Now, let me ask you this, just specifically on Dragon Ball and i'm not making any accusations i'm just wondering like do you think that perhaps seeing more rage quitting in dragon ball is more fitting because you're getting more of a casual audience that is there for dragon ball as the the ip you know just everybody knows dragon ball everybody loves goku versus you know fighting games that are know how to lose you know is that do you think that could be a thing
2: yeah i i think so man because the amount well i would also say the dropout rate has been pretty like significant since the beginning mm. of the game's release but i'd say well every time there's some new uh dlc more people come in anyway so right i'd say that like That 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 game in particular, man. When I first heard of it, I was like, "Damn, that's pretty cool." You know, the amount of players that played Dragon Ball Fighter Z was insane, man. I, dude, I had brothers that never even played fighting games. Like, I'm picking it up. I'm like, this ain't Budokai, man. (laughs) 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 This ain't no Tenkaichi, my brother. This is a real fighting (laughs) game. But yeah, that huge amount is definitely like you're definitely just gonna bring out more of those rage quitting people because Mm -hmm. they don't like. People don't want to sit there and get bodied, man. So much people don't like that type of, like, system in place. And the game don't do them any favors because everything yeah. is, like, kind of just fan-fed to you. So it's like you don't yeah. learn any discipline. You got auto combos that work. You got buttons that can whiff that can kind of work for you. And almost so many buttons just push the characters forward. So it's like, yeah, it definitely has some correlation to, like, the amount of new players and just how that game has been. I don't, man, that game is just, it, I don't like it at all to be it,
0: like. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Like it has gotten better, but like you know what I realized about myself? Like I I every day in the, in the fighting game community, I feel more and more like a boomer. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really do. the boom
1: and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like I I see these games and like you ever watch Pulp Fiction? Like I feel you know I, I need to like... watch that movie, man. I, I never really seen it, man. Every time I mention that to somebody, they'd be like,
2: You never seen
0: Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'm like,
2: don't do you... worry, I'll get to it sooner.
0: Yeah, well, it's a pretty good film, but do you know the meme that comes out of it? John Travolta just being in that room and like looking <laughs> looking for somebody out there. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. When I see like all these games, like, you know, I see like Grand Blue, I see Crosstag, I see you know, Street Fighter 5, and I see Dragon Ball. I That's how I feel like John Travolta. I was like, where's, my, you know, where are my people at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of lost right now. Yeah. I don't know these people right now. <laughs> so when I see, like, Dragon Ball, like, it has gotten better, and I will give it credit. Like, it's actually a lot better than what it was day one. But it's still, like, for me, like, it's just not it, man. I mean, like there's not, I can't do it.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, personally, I'd say it's still to me it's booty, man. Like it's booty butt cheeks, yeah. man. Wiping with the doodle <laughs> wrapper, but like it, cause like just now, I think it was like a couple months ago. They just now finally added different assists. So now characters mm. aren't subject to being like this character. This is one of the reasons why the cell games meme was a real thing. Cause it's like every time there's a really strong character, there's no reason for you, the player, not to put him in there, especially in a team based game. But yeah, then it's like true. there's not much room for creativity when every character only is pretty much succumbed to one assist. So, especially in a team based game, he, I mean, I, and in my head, I'm like, yo, but you guys, is it is there something where like you guys don't like to look around? Like, if you look around, mm-hmm. you'll see Marvel versus Capcom has done that since I think like the second one where you could have at mm-hmm. least three different assists, which I'd even say is still not enough because I play Skullgirls. And in there, any button can be, almost anything, literally anything can be an assist. It opens up the room for creativity. But in Dragon Ball Fighters, it's like, and especially with a lot of the new games, it's like, it's, it's, just, it's made easier. And, and like, made easier in the way where they're making things easy, but they're making the wrong things easy. So that is to say they're making like, so for instance, all these auto combos and stuff, Persona Ultimax had auto combos, but the reason why you never really messed with them was because they was kind of garbage and yeah, they were getting, terrible, so much better doing better combos and you have Oki setups. Mm-hmm. So you have the combos, you have the options, the options are good, but then it's like, what's the point? Like there's too many options that are actually good, but they're just too easy so it's like, I'm, I'm going to just use these really easy to utilize combos. Like in, for instance, in Grand Blue, the, the, the way you string moves together is really kind of weird because it's like kind of like links, but it's not like, it's not like Gatlings. So, you know, there's no like mm-hmm. actual Gatling system. Yeah. So you're kind of like, and then like the way some of those strings and auto combos work is that it just kind of just connects to each other. So I, I'm not too much of a fan. BB Tag has that same type of system where like, it's just, oh man, it, it looks so flashy. But then in reality... You're just pressing like the same button four times.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: like, oh man, dude. I feel you when it when you say the boomers thing, because like these games, man, I I don't even want to play them. I haven't messed with them. I'm I'm kind of like, damn, they, they kind of suck, man. Cause like it feels like they're not pushing longevity towards a game. So they're just kind of pushing this stuff out. And it's like, well, we're gonna wait for the next evil to sell these copies. Or it's like, well, we're just trying to make these games now so we could sell some games and it's like man like ah, dude bb tag was such a letdown man oh man oh, yeah. right now i i was so hyped for that game i saw it i was jumping off my chair i was like, like oh freaking Ragnar and whatever the hell gin or whatever yeah man i was mm-hmm. like oh my god he's gonna be, i was like this is gonna be the next coming of christ right mm-hmm. <laughs> i was super hyped but then i saw like i started seeing pictures and the hype started going down and the the thoughts and the, the I was like the questioning and I began and I was like, oh, I don't see, I don't like the direction of where this is going, man. And mm-hmm. and lo and behold, you realize that it's just I would say though in that game, at least there's more creativity, but it's still one of those type of things where it's like they they subject the characters to like bits and pieces, man. It's like, what what is all of this?
0: Yeah, it's it's a bummer. I, I I don't know I don't know if you listened to that coefficient podcast I did uh, a few months ago. Oh, I
2: did. I did listen to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I told them that I was so excited for BB Tag and when I first got it the first thing I tried to do cuz listen <laughs> I, I I love Norikami so much so I picked Norikami and I was like, yo, I'm about to J2B right here. And i tried to like cross up j2b and i was like wait what <laughs> i <can't laughs> yes! do that like it's a foreign feeling and it's like they're trying to bring these new people in
2: but it really they don't like they only sell the copies in the beginning but then they throw that joint out they don't like they're not really pushing the uh the game's narrative further than what a new player because like man if it's a new player they're gonna play it for like a week or two and if they're not really interested man it's over dude mm. like, fighting games right now suck because like they don't even put anything for solo for solo player, single player content. So was like, what the hell? You think someone's gonna play with a friend? Ha ha, good stuff, man. And they're gonna go yeah. home and they never gonna think about it again, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like me with, with like JRPGs. It's like once I'm done, I was like, all right, peace. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I feel. Saying,
2: you know what I'm saying? So, some of them, like for some reason they're way too long, but some of them have yeah. always been real long. But sometimes, yeah, yeah man, it's fluff.
0: Yeah. Well not to transition on a bad Go note. Go ahead, man. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking, you know, you just touched on it speaking of easing up on games for the sake of, you know, maybe trying to get more people interested. I don't know if you saw this little Tekken clip that showed up on uh, Tekken's Twitter account. Oh,
2: it, I think I know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it was talking about how uh so, I'll just say, so Katsuhiro Harada, who's the Tekken director and also a great person to explain rollback netcode by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, 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 definitely.
0: (laughs) He was talking about how AI could be the future of fighting games, right? And he was talking about how certain elements in fighting games are very difficult to do, especially with execution, and how players can sometimes even struggle with them, whether if they're top-level players, they can struggle with them at, you know, uh, difficult moments, like, you know, very pressurized moments if you're, like, playing at a high-intensity match. But it also can help beginners. So imagine if you had an AI... That would help you with your inputs, right? Whether it be like a dash or it would be like a if you'd had to double tap a button and you missed the the second tap, or if it didn't read, like the AI will help you. It was kind of vague with how he was thinking about implementing this. But when I was listening to that, I was just like, well, first, you know, it's an interesting idea. I don't really like the way they're thinking about it. I don't mind having AI and fighting games, but having AI and fighting games for the sole purpose of Further simplifying games. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the agenda right now for some reason, man. I just want to stop the bleeding for a second. We like, you know, I we've simplified them. Listen, we've done a really good job (laughs) of stripping these games down to practically nothing. And when I when I was listening to that, I was like, So here let me read you a quote. So so if for example a player wasn't able to enter a command that they usually would. The AI, the AI could step in to input the necessary command. For example, tapping the thumbstick a second time for a oh, missed no. dash.
2: Oh, no. So,
0: <laughs> do you know how many times I missed that? Like, just take Tekken, for example. Paul Phoenix has a combo where, like, you have to micro dash if you want to get a death fist on big characters, right? And if you don't micro dash, you don't get all that damage. It's the whole point. It's like, big characters are big. That's why they get, you know, they, they get hit by stuff they shouldn't be. But... Paul still has to work for it. So I do my little combo. I get them to the wall. And then I make sure to micro dash so that death fist hits. If I don't micro dash, then, you know, the wall splat goes under. And then he just whiffs the death fist. Could you imagine if, like, man. you got dudes, you know, Paul Phoenix is already, like, a nightmare online when you play him in, like, green ranks mm-hmm. in second. Uh, Could yeah, you imagine yeah. if these dudes are doing micro dashes with AI assist? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're a jack player, it's over. Like, it's done. Uh, <laughs> Good man. luck. I mean, I so when I read that, I was like, I like the idea, but not the, the <laughs> reasoning for it. Not not the reasoning for it. Like, if you want to have AI, I'm all for that. I what I was thinking, I was just like, AI would be awesome if it could learn how I play. So when I can't play online because you have shitty netcode, I can play offline, and the AI is actually you know going back and forth with me. I would love that. That's an awesome example of AI. But you're telling me it's gonna help me with my combos. I'm good. I'd rather do them. <laughs> I'd rather do my own combos. Thanks.
2: <laughs> See, I think that Sam Show, the newest one, was creating something like that where the AI would play off of you. And it, but nobody, nobody talks about that. So I don't know what yeah. happened yeah. to that supposed AI that was supposed to be there. But I don't know. Nobody ever really talked about it. Nobody even hmm. talks about that game. It's dead already. I think.
0: It's like yeah. Bad netcode. I think didn't help. So yeah, much. really bad netcode. It's yeah, killing it. Is that something do you think you would (laughs) want (laughs) in a fighting game?
2: Yo, man, I
0: sometimes he says it's the future.
2: (laughs) I sometimes feel like these fighting game devs are so far from their fighting games that they're stuck in this weird ass box that they can't seem to get out of. Mm -hmm. And they keep thinking that it's like, I think they want this. I'm like, yo, man, we don't want that like. (laughs) we don't want that at all man because like so harada is like dude the ai thing could be it could be ingenious you know what i'm saying they're trying to figure out a way to push fighting games to be different right Mm -hmm. the problem i see is that they're pushing fighting games to be different but they're still stuck in that they don't get that it needs to be better before we can always just try to conceptualize all these weird ass ideas and they don't fit in the box man like it's Mm -hmm. like come on man like we got to make things better, man. Like, I, like let's make them better. And then we could see better on how you could change those things. Like the AI, it's like, I would never want anything doing anything for me. That's the laziest crap you could. Damn, man. If I can't even play a video game, I got a All lot right. of problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I need a goddamn AI to do something for me, I got a whole lot of problems, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think what he's getting at, like what you said is would be a great idea if you were fighting against the ai because then you have something that could recreate uh, uh like a, a simulation of fighting against someone but the thing is it's such a like you can never it's like almost like you can never really fully recreate fighting against another person because mm-hmm. like whenever i fight computers it don't feel the same at all man like and even if it's the computer is really good it just never feels the same because it's like they don't make mistakes. Like, yeah, like an AI will intentionally make mistakes, but a human will just make mistakes unintentionally. And mm-hmm. those are like the make or break moments sometimes in fighting games, especially like in Tekken, too. Cause like in Tekken, it's like you whip something, it's like, bam, I got you, man. It's over, dude. Mm-hmm. Like 70% damage. Let's go. Tekken seven. It's yep. the future.
0: Yep. It is the future, man. It's the future.
2: <laughs> dude, I I don't I it can maybe be good if they were able to implement that, but I feel like that dude is, like, so out of bounds of what he's, like, thinking. And I feel like with a lot of the fighting game devs, man, sometimes they're not playing their games, like, really deep, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not playing it deep enough. Like, you know, like, like that's one of the things, and, like, we're, outside of all the crap that's happened with the dude, I'll mention Mike Z, but one of the things I always liked about the dude is that he played his game deeply enough to understand the stuff that would be going on. And if he saw things when he was watching the match he would be like man let me look into that but i don't know how often that happens in other fighting games like they're you know we drop patches we drop patches six seven eight ten freaking months away and it's like mm-hmm. man dude, you would have like paid attention this probably could have been fixed little by little is so much better than huge ass patches here and there but i don't know right. about no ai though man I, I i've seen some pretty interesting things with some ai before but i i think that like I just want them like right now they gotta make things better before we start trying to stuff freaking star pegs in the round holes over here, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I do agree with you. So I mean obviously again, you're the master of the transitions today, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're good. we're we're gonna talk about obviously Mike Z and Lab Zero because we're done with the news, but we got obviously the fighting game topic of the week is uh, what happened last week. Uh, but I will piggyback off that, you know, when it comes to Mike Z, when he's talking fighting games, like forget about all the other stuff. When Mike yeah. Z talks fighting games, he is one of the most impressive people I've ever had a conversation dude, with. Dude, like, he is one with the, the FG, man. He is yeah. one with the FG, dude. He really, no, I I mean, I, I really wish like Mike, just talk about fighting games, please. Like don't talk about anything <laughs> else. Don't, don't open your mouth. Don't open your mouth on anything no, else. Just real. talk about fighting games. You will look so good because he knows this stuff. But I, I, uh, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. I mean, Skullgirls is not where it's at because he doesn't play the game. Like it's mm-hmm. because he, I mean, he regularly. Yeah, so, man, he, and he, he, yeah.
2: he gets a lot of input from the uh, the people that play it. So like, I'll mm-hmm. he'll even put that in the patch notes where he got yep. the ideas from from specific people. And I would say that in Tekken's case, the it's a humongous community, man. Looking at like, I think Tekken's been growing, probably not as much oh, now yeah. because of everybody's playing at home due to you know the mm-hmm. current pandemic but I'd say that like Tekken is so huge so like sometimes it sucks because I see Herada's Twitter and he'll like he's just kind of paying attention to all these crappy things and it's like man no, don't don't Focus on that stuff, man. You got a lot of good stuff here. People fix Raven's knee, man. Four four (laughs) three needs to be fixed. Look into it, man. It always whips. Stuff like that. And, and ah, man, it's like an echo chamber. And it just funnels that that stuff out, man. And it sucks. And I think it can dampen a lot of, you know, progression when it comes to fighting games. I think that roundtable was useful in the sense where they were talking about fighting games. But then it almost felt like it was like kinda of like a circle jerk. So
0: mm-hmm. in, in Harada's defense, it's so easy getting sucked into negative shit on Twitter. Yeah, like it's that it platform really- is so cancerous. Mm-hmm. And he does, you know, he does feed into it a little a little too much. I wish he didn't, but I, listen, I can't understand. Sometimes I feed into it. I'll give you an example. Like I hate Twitter with a passion, yeah. but I absolutely hate Twitter. Like, and I found myself being a shithead on Twitter. I was like, Oh my God, I'm right. doing what I, what I preach. I, yeah. doing what so, I am, I'm doing what I am, man. Doing what I hate I am. So, I mean, this will fly over a lot of people's heads, but I've been writing on, on WordPress for a long time. Right. and recently wordpress they changed their format of how they allow writers to write so it used to be just think of it as a blank page and you can do whatever you want with it different fonts different colors different structures of sentences whatever now they forced everybody to move to this block system and it's so convoluted and you can't find anything and i was just like wait like crap
2: dude
0: (laughs) i was like dude it's just all you're doing is making my job as a writer harder and like i'm spending more time trying to learn this new system and by the time i get ready to write like man i'm exhausted because you only have so much mental energy like it's like i just i just spent all these hours just trying to learn this and i was like it's stupid I'm like can i just go back to the old system so i, I, do- I found myself going on twitter at <laughs> you know going at wordpress would be like hey i didn't say it like this but i, I when after i read it afterwards i was like man i was being a shithead but I, well i basically said i was like hey you're impeding my progress to write is there a way I can just go back to the old one because the new one sucks? And I was like, if if, some, if that was a person, I would never say that. Like if that was the person in front of me. So I, I caught myself. I was like, man, I'm turning into like one of these shitheads. So I immediately like, right. I felt bad. Like right away. I was like, I felt bad. I was like, listen, if that was another person, there's no way I would have said that. In person. It's just, it's just, it's the medium. So whatever. They never responded, but I was like, eh, it's whatever. I'll just figure out another way. Yeah. Harada and Twitter. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Especially in his position.
2: It's uh yeah. it's and I will say from what you said, man, uh it sucks because sometimes when they do change things, it's like, why don't you have an option for things to just, you know, for the person to go back to the other mm-hmm. thing? I remember I think Hotmail changed and, man, it ruined everything. I had <laughs> it ruined everything. I was like, what the hell am I looking at? And it's like, mm. you have the option of going back. I'm like, trust me, I'm never going forward. I'm going <laughs> back to the past over here, David. Right. <laughs> so,
0: sometimes yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: Yeah, man, it really is sometimes like that. And sometimes innovation can be great, but sometimes that innovation sends us back, man, like, mm. it, it makes things more convoluted. I and when things more convoluted, it's like nobody wants to deal with it, man. Right. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so that was uh that was the news for this week. So some some good nuggets in there, I thought pretty interesting. And this one's gonna be a little long-winded, so I'm just gonna read this off and uh hopefully I mean I'm sure obviously you're in the Skullgirls community, you know oh, yeah, man. everything that's happened here. Kinda. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kinda. But kinda. uh for anybody that doesn't know. Hopefully, this will be good for them. So, PC Gamer, which is a site I actually like. I, I visit them from time to time. Oh, it's good? Is it yeah. actually good? It's actually, they. I like, you know, it ain't Kotaku. We'll just say that. <laughs> it yeah. ain't Kotaku. Oh, um, okay. That works. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, PC Gamer reported last week that following the allegations that transpired in the summer months of 2020, which was really just a couple months ago, regarding the inappropriate behavior, which uh, included allegations and verbal accounts of sexual harassment, Mike Z., Who's you know we talked about him. He's a director and uh, lead designer of Skullgirls. He refused to come to terms with Lab Zero's board of employees for his dismissal, which, from what I understand, he initially agreed upon and then he did not. So that led to three employees resigning from their position, affected immediately. He dissolved the board. That man the-
2: no! I'm burning it down." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. I think he was planning on going down with the ship. But the uh, the employees who have left. Uh, Lab Zero included lead animator, so Mario Kinuku, Kinuko Cartwright, animator Jonathan Persona Kim. I wonder if he plays Persona probably. Yeah,
2: I, well, I wonder maybe too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and artist Brian euo 3 I don't know how you say that. I'm assuming that's probably slang for something, but Brian June. PC Gamer also reported that Mike Z has since laid off the rest of the remaining employees of Lab Zero. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> and He's, you know, obviously he's taking complete ownership because he owns Lab Zero. Now, Skullgirl's IP owner, Autumn Games, has since released the statement conjoined with the studio who creates the mobile version of Skullgirls, which is hidden variable. And saying that effective, those allegations, they will discontinue working with Mike Z or Lab Zero. And they went on with this post, they went on addressing... Their values, they said core values, which I thought was funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody pointed that one out, man. That was, <laughs> that was funny
0: as hell, too. Yeah. yeah. Their core values as a company. And they closed with a final statement, which read, and I quote We plan to work with many talented individuals who are leaving Lab Zero to build new score goals content moving forward. Now, I don't know exactly what that looks like without Lab Zero. But since I'm, I'm gonna defer to you on this because I'm honestly like I'm a Skullgirls novice. What yeah. like when you hear all this, right? And obviously we know what happened with Mike Z and he had the Bunny Saga, he had the Stream Comment man, Saga. That man had
2: he went down. He had his downward spiral saga. The whole arc just going down. The Fire Nation attacked this man. It all
0: it, it all happened right after he did my podcast. So I think it was the curse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was your fault, man. <laughs> It was my fault. I'll take ownership. Sorry, Mike Z. My bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, dude. Uh, so personally, man, from what my understanding has been with Autumn Games, and I could be wrong, if I'm wrong, you know, they could correct me in the comment section. They probably mm-hmm. will. Yeah. <laughs> From what my understanding is that Autumn Games kind of screwed Lab Zero, especially since like whenever they sell more copies, they weren't actually making any games. I mean, any money out of the copies that they sold. So them all leaving Lab Zero and then kind of working it under Autumn Games, the publisher, or, yeah, the publisher, I guess it was called, it, in the sense. They're they're the
0: IP holder, actually, yeah, which they, is yeah, crazy that cool. Lab Zero didn't own Skullgirls.
2: Yeah, I think it, it's something to do with, also, like, they just didn't have that kind of money or something yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. even if it was, like, Kickstarter, it may have just not have been enough. Them leaving, it's like, I'll be real with you, man. I don't want to be, like, I think Mike Z is the only one that cares for Skullgirls. In general, but from what it seems like, I know, and he when you notice him, he never mentioned anything he's ever done as he did it all himself. So that's one thing in in the light of everything. I've noticed not many people do that. He always makes sure that it's a we thing. So he's mm-hmm. always mentioning that whenever anything happens or anything changed, he always said, "We did it, we did it, We did it. You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe when it came to work, he was right. When it was everything else, it wasn't right. <laughs> so right. I believe that once he like left, or he well he left, or pretty much kicked everyone out. I don't think it's leading. It's gonna be a good game. Man. I'll be I'll be honest with you, man. I I don't think like I, I was already I was already like, well, Marie ain't coming, like or Annie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, i was Annie, like yeah. Annie, Annie ain't coming. So you know, as soon as I started seeing, I was like, oh, these are. But they said she'll come out but then i'm like at the same time you know there's things where mike z noticed with the game and i don't know who else notices it but it would be like so many of us that play the game and we don't even mention it we don't even notice it i i personally think with him not being there it's gonna be a big detriment and like i don't know how they expect Maybe they, they, maybe they can find someone just as good as him, but like, it's like the direction of, or like the, you won't, you won't have the same mind. You know what I'm saying? No mind. Mm-hmm. Those two minds are like, I think personally, it may not be much better. And I'm over here like, well, you know, my, I'm over here thinking, Hey man, he might just pull a or something like that. Yes. <laughs> he, he might just be like, Oh no, nah, hell nah, I'm, no. No one gets it. If I, if I'm not with anybody else, no one gets to enjoy it. So I'm over here kind of like, I'm just playing Skullgirls Like it's the last day that I will ever play it again. <laughs> I don't know if Autumn Games has been really good to the community, though, because, like, my understanding, this community, man, they have just been shot in the foot every once, every time, dude. They get EVO shot in, them in the foot, EVO shot mm-hmm. them in the foot again, Uh, freaking this shot him in the foot, the allegations and all that stuff, no EVO online shot him in the foot. So much things shot the community up, and it's like, man, oh, man, that can... It almost feels like the game just exists online in this vacuum over here, and it's like, this corner of space, that's where Skullgirls is always
0: gonna be, man. What a saga. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. What a freaking saga, man. There's a there's a video out there that's like Skullgirls, the game that can't catch a break, and I'm like, you just he definitely understands it, man. Cause mm. I I don't know how good the game will be. Like, for example, there's an example, uh, there's I don't know if you know Squiggly, right? Character Squiggly yeah. is a character that She's a charge type of character and she has the ability to do like these charges, which can create command grabs from a distance. You can pull people in. She kind of got like the scorpion thing where she can like get over here type of thing. For the mm-hmm. ones that don't know, she's kind of like, she's a mixed bag of kind of a character, but she has like these really cool cancels and stuff. There was a point in time where in a one versus one format in Skullgirls, it's a bit different when you're fighting against teams. In one versus one, it's kind of like a Darkstalkers type of situation where when you fight someone and you beat them the first round, it just goes to the next one in a transition and the game is still being played as opposed to when you're in a team, the round ends after all the characters get knocked out. So in the one versus one, the round kind of just continues till the the set finishes. So Mm -hmm. there is a point in time where Squiggly, during this point where it's transitioning and it's like round two, your characters can't attack, but all they can do is move. There was a point in time where Squiggly could charge. So she would be Mm -hmm. able to charge these moves, which whenever she has the charges, she can go into like a low almost immediately like super fast into a high if you're blocking it and she has like this crazy like crazy attack uh pressure when she has the charge but she she could do the charge when the transition was happening she shouldn't have been able to do that and it wasn't until mm-hmm. like Mike Z was commenting, I was like, whoa, she's charging? She shouldn't be able to do that. And we didn't even notice that. I've been playing the game yeah. for years at that point, like two or a year or two. And I didn't notice that she could charge between rounds. That's like, that's OD, man. She could basically yeah. pull <laughs> you in and command grab you if you're close. And it would work because it's like, it's like instant. So yeah. Little things like that are really big in the grand scheme of things, and it could pretty much make a break a game sometimes. So I don't know how big of an impact it's going to be once Mike Z is gone, but, like, I think it's not going to be as good, man, to be honest. Maybe it might be better. If it is, hey, by all means, hell yeah, but from what my understanding is with Autumn Games, it's not been good. But I think the uh, mobile game uh has been better. So I know for a fact probably the mobile game will, will be pretty fine and dandy.
0: Yeah, that's... That's actually a really good point. Like he is, we don't know yet if he is irreplaceable part of Skullgirls, but yeah, with all the work that he has done on that game, you know, not condoning all these allegations, if they are true, obviously I'm not condemning him yet. Cause I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is just words of other people saying like, and it's a lot, listen, it's a lot of people saying these words. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably case, true. You know? <laughs> Prob- there's probably truth in it. Uh, I don't know yet because, I mean, listen, from what I understand, there's not going to be a legal system or court involved. So right now, who knows what the truth is. But when it comes to being somebody who could be irreplaceable as far as making a game what it is, it could be Mike Z. But also, like you said, it could be not. So maybe they find some a really good, talented game designer who can just, you know, they can plug and play and be like, hey, can you take over for this? And maybe yeah, you can, man. maybe you can't. So. We'll see.
2: And I will also say that from what I've seen, I have not seen maybe the indie guys. There's a lot of indie dudes out there that's been kind Mm -hmm. of working around. But I don't know, man. Like Mike Z also created that whole engine, man. Like it was this guy named Alex Ahad, which had the design and the Mm kind of like the the artistic creative side to it. And then it was Mike Z that brought the engine uh, along and like that the Z engine or whatever um, it's called. So, mm. like, I don't, you know, that, that I mean, without him, man, like I'll be real with you, man. I don't think the game would exist if it wasn't for Mike Z. So, yeah. Like, I, and I don't, I, and I know, like, animators and artists, they're pretty important too, man. You know, a lot of them are, but like, you know, you could get a lot of those kind of people, man. But when it comes to someone that makes a particular system or engine like that, that innovates and in a weird a kind of odd field where there isn't any, like, you know, that was a passion project. Schoolgirls mm-hmm. was a big-ass passion project because, like, nobody at the time, nobody was like, oh, man, I'm going to make a fighting game. Who the hell wanted to do that back? It was, like, eight years right. ago. Was, nobody was out there just doing that. It was either, like, a A company, and that's it, man. There wasn't much indie stuff at the time. Maybe you could say, like, SNK is kind of indie because they're not that big of a company, but,
1: like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they were well-known at least.
0: You know, I think... As we stand right now, like September, 2020, like if you move forward two years in the future and we look, we see what Skullgirls is, we'll know exactly what oh, moves man. they make. It, and honestly, it could be for them right now, it could be the best thing. We just talked yeah, about it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It could be the best move for them. It's just like, hey, don't mess with it too much. Just leave it the way it is. Obviously you wanna make improvements and you wanna make additions, but if they're not qualified to do so, or if they can't find somebody, who is as, you know, passionate about that product, maybe not as, but just very good at doing what Mike Z does with that game. It's, I don't know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, so.
2: Yeah, man, definitely, because, like, ooh, that, ah, man, that that was a lot of years in the making, man, and it took mm-hmm. a while for it to get to where it was at, man. You know what I'm saying? That that game was, like, ew, man, that game struggled, I, man.
0: <laughs> I feel bad for that community, so. I mean, I mean like you said, man. <laughs> Talk about uh, just the community that just can't just get the catch a break. <laughs> I know, man, <laughs> right, dude, I was
2: so hyped for evil, man. I was like, man. I'm going to do it, man. Watch man. me get up in there, man. I'm getting man. out of pools, man. I could swim. I could swim, damn it. And then it's like, well, if we cancel now. I was like,
0: well, man. damn i'm i mean i'm over here i'm a persona for arena player i'm over here with my juice packs. And i'm looking at skull i'm like man that looks rough <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, For <real. laughs> it's like you just drinking
2: out of a little juice yeah, like, yeah. Well, glad that ain't me
0: <laughs> yeah listen i i think i got a bad but then i look at skull girls i'm like hey it could be worse <laughs> so, Yeah.
2: right yeah nobody could be playing your game <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that people still there's like at least a concurrent. i think there's like a concurrent amount of like players where it's like Always at least plus a hundred. So I can go on a yeah. like quick match and I can always find somebody.
0: Well, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens within you know the next couple of years with that game.
2: I would say that the Melty Blood players are rising up though. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> they, they are anytime something bad happens in another community, they're like, Bring them over here, Melty Blood <laughs> yeah. players. And they just pull up the stall and they're ready to go, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, man, you mentioned it again. So you mentioned Stalkers. I ran into this article. First time I've ever been on this website. It's called The Outer Haven. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, an article was on there. It was published by uh, Andrew Loris. And he wrote about how, you know, the FGC is ready for another Stalkers. And I know you're you've played that game. I haven't really played it too much. I know of it. But he was saying how... His intention was was like he really loves Morrigan as a character and the fact that, you know, you only get to see her in like Marvel vs. Capcom and you don't really get to see her in any new Darkstalkers. Last time we got a Darkstalkers was 2013 with HD remake Darkstalkers Resurrection, which was Darkstalkers 2 and 3 combined to 1. And, you know, currently there's no word of a new Darkstalkers. They had a uh, trademark filed in late 2019, so late last year, but that was most likely for Capcom's mobile game, Tepin, which i've never played but do you think the fgc should try to pull or maybe get capcom to come around for another dark stalkers game
2: oh, man i i love dark stalkers man when i played it i played it when i was i was actually playing it around the time i was playing persona so i'd mm. go up pull up fight Cade and it's like literally the only way you can play dark starters so you pull up fight Cade and i played the third one and it's so fun i played a lot of bb hood man that character had a lot of things man they actually stacked these characters with a lot of moves like for instance BB Hood had charge projectile a kind of like a flash kick projectile i believe so wait i think so something like that she had an up and down charge and a left and right charge she had mm-hmm. a command grab she had a dp man and she had a double jump i don't know if you know Sako, really good fighting game player amazing he created the infinite with BB Hood, so there was an infinite with the character man that game was like ahead of its time dude like it was mm-hmm. so good um, there's so many, the characters are so different and they have a good list of moves where it's like, sometimes I play that game and I'm like, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what happened to Capcom, dude? I would love to see a new Darkstalkers, man. Cause like, not only is Marvel's Capcom the last time we heard of them, but I think the last time they also hear him, was, uh, hear of the, uh, Darkstalkers is when they pull up some new skin on Street Fighter V with like, oh, now Rio's got, uh, was it the Dimitri costume or, I don't know some crap like that. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh man. Dude, they, I, And, you know, I don't know if you know about this, but when the HD release was coming out, they said that if we sell enough of these HD releases, we'll make a new Darkstalkers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't even advertise that crap, man. They barely even advertised the new Darkstalkers HD collection. So based off the sales of that collection... They were going to make a new one, but it sold poorly. And I would say it's because a big thing of it is because they barely advertised
0: it. It sounds like it was intentional. It's like, well,
2: yeah, it but- almost feels like it. it was like it felt like it was intentional because, like, if if you look, there's some YouTube videos of them like doing tutorials of uh, Dark Soccer characters and like combos and stuff like that. So this was, I think, around the time when they were going to release the uh, the HD collection. But it's like mm-hmm. they didn't even like advertise it well. Only a couple of videos here and there. You didn't really hear anything about it. So it's like, man, this is the only way we're going to get a new HD remake, man. Oh, that, that, that was like, that's like salt in the wound, man. Yeah. That dude, Dark Darkstalkers is what some it's what we need, right? <laughs> this I don't want to play Street Fighter 5. That game sucks. I don't want to play BB <laughs> Tag. I don't want to play grand blues just so I can feel like I'm playing Street Fighter. Tekken is good, but it's like the neck cold bad. It's like, dude stalkers would be great, man. And what's funny is, is that the third one on the HD collection uses GGPO. Wow. I don't, yeah, man. So it's like it uses just like Third Strike. It uses, I think, the same thing on the uh, the PS4. So the connection is actually pretty good. It's just, yeah, man, they, they, they dropped the ball on that. And it's like, I don't know, Capcom is doing so much better with anything that isn't a fighting game right now. <laughs> no kidding.
0: Their fighting Dude. game division is like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Everything else is doing awesome, but the fighting game division, man, we need like the people from Resident Evil and Monster Hunter, like, hey, come over to Street Fighter for a second. Yo, for real?
2: <laughs> it's like you may not know what frames are, but I
0: think you could help us out over here, yeah. man. Hey, check look, take a look at this hair. Does Ken look all right to you? <laughs> <laughs> Ken with that banana
2: ass hair. <laughs> He's still oh fixed that.
0: dude,
2: oh, my he looks God. so ugly
0: in Street Fighter. <laughs> He's ugly. Oh, so but what? yeah, I I can't I can't comment too much on Darkstalkers because i i never really got into into that game i appreciate it for what it is like i like watching it from time to time because i follow uh like an arcade in japan and you know how they get all these crazy archives from like you know And they the... still
2: play that game over there that's yeah. the crazy thing man yeah
0: so i'll watch it from it looks really neat um yeah, but yeah dude. i just never got into it so
2: it's like a really fast paced like street fighter but like it's really cool man because like the way the combos aren't too long you know like they're like four hit combos uh, it's a lot of kind of like okie, but it's like not crazy okie. It, it's really cool except when you fight sasquatch i don't know if you know about sasquatch the big yeti mm. type of dude yeah the blue the blue guy Iceman. yo he's bought he bodies people man he got like <laughs> he got like this thing where they put it in in skull right you know beowulf the uh the grappler mm-hmm. uh wrestler character he has this yeah. step dash right so like he dashes and he just he gets in the air and he could like press a button and he basically has like one of the fastest overheads in the game Sasquatch mm-hmm. can basically do the same kind of thing, man. Like every character is just so unique because they're kind of based off monsters and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. even Morgan's sister is like unique. So there's like it's a really cool game, man. It just if you 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 get into it, it's it's got that good speed too, man. If you think Grand Blue is slow? That's mm-hmm. the speed you want. Darkstalkers speed right there, man. Nice.
0: Yeah, that yeah, I should, you know, being a boomer now, you know, I've accepted my boomerism. <laughs> I might as well go back in the past. I mean, I ain't, I ain't seeing anything up on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it feels. Yo, man,
2: I, I was gonna sit down and practice it, but I couldn't really get it to work like on a Mac. But like, yeah, dude, mm. that's a that's a fun game on Fight K. There's also like Third Strike right there, but Third Strike is just bas- it's just kind of broken with Chun Li and you know, yeah, Mister yeah. Genny Jin over there. But <laughs>
0: yeah, Genny Jin. <laughs>
2: Yo, man, that move, boy, that move, is stupid. But yeah, is. Dark Soccer is really cool. So many different characters. You can learn so much of them. It's a good amount. The roster is decently sized. It's good stuff. And there's like push block, but it's like really weird how you push block in that game. You're supposed to like tap like piano the buttons, but it's it's got some real cool stuff, man.
0: That would probably be another example of, you know, just Capcom just missing another opportunity yep. right there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they never cease to amaze us. <laughs> nah,
2: man. They have just been dropping the ball, man. It sucks, man. Like so many... There hasn't been anything. I don't feel like there has been anything really like new that's caught my attention in terms of fighting games man outside of like that Annie reveal for schoolgirls but then I all that stuff started hitting the <laughs> fan and I'm like oh man like <laughs> yeah so there there really hasn't been it's been super dry and like I think this is one of those like moments in time where it's like this is the perfect time to kind of put yourself on the forefront and, and do the best you can oh yeah and, uh to, just to go back a couple of things earlier man one of the things too on that forefront. Is that i'm hearing like a lot of the devs they don't even like they're like talking about like a lot of people are like yo roll back roll back roll back roll back we neither really need to roll back right
1: now <laughs> yeah, we do and
2: i think even like the the dbfz um design director was like i sorry roll back it's just too hard we can't put it in and for that it's like man this is like they're not like putting it in and it's like dude the longevity of these games, man, really helps when the net mm-hmm. code is good, man. Look it's like if people are still playing Fight Cage Skullgirls, man, that's because the net code is really good, man. We're willing to put in the time, man. Mm-hmm. As long as you're able to put it in the, the 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 front end, we'll we'll do the most we can on the back end, man.
0: Oh, for yeah. That's that's the fighting game way, really. Like, hey even if nobody cares about our game, if we get to play it, we'll continue playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Dude, there is people. That, I remember I was watching this documentary. I don't know where the hell I watched the documentary,
2: but it was a documentary. And there was these two dudes, or it might have been a core gaming video. These two dudes, mm. and they were like, yeah, man, we moved all the way from America to Japan just so we could play some Third Strike. I was like, god damn. I, like I part of, like, there's a point in time where I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just play like Persona Ultimax and then freaking <laughs> jump to Skullgirls or something like that all day. But yeah, like, man.
0: Was it Juna and Obama? <laughs> <Not
2: really>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They, man, might as well, probably. not. I don't even think, yeah. I don't think Obama played Ultimax like that, but I know. Juna no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, he did. Um,
2: I would love a oh, new um, Darkstalkers, though, man. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much, man. That needs to pass. So many good old games, man. People are like getting hyped for, like, Old games, man. It's like, yo, man, yo, what? It's like this old ass game that nobody knows about. Yo, man, uh, Kohimi and Boo got Netcode rollback, baby. oh right, <laughs> yeah. right, man. And then it's like a part of you, like I don't know what game that is, but I am proud and happy for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's awesome. When when you have somebody that like they just play the, the thing that they want to play and they don't care about anything yeah, else. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. I wish I could do that, but... <laughs> <you know. laughs> That's what it feels like, man. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm so salty on this podcast. <laughs> I, so uh, nah, man, I'm
2: salty too because like I felt the same way with Persona, man, because like, when mm. I played it again recently, I was like, this code is so bad. I don't know how it's I terrible. played it before. Yeah. But it's like, man, if we had net code, people would still be playing the game.
0: Once you go roll back, you don't go back. Yeah, so. man, you don't want
2: to go back, man. I, I've mm. been playing Skullgirls for like four years and I'm like, I'm spoiled, man. I can't I just can't touch that stuff no more, man. Delay, mm-hmm. yuck.
0: Yeah. It's like that Drake meme, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I figured we'd talk about a little bit, you know, obviously this is a very fighting game-centric podcast, but I'd like to sprinkle in a little bit of non-fighting games. And I was thinking maybe I should talk about Persona 5, but man, if I wanted to get bored, I'd talk about Persona 5. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to talk about Persona 5? The rhythm game? The
2: rumble game?
0: The, the dancing? I don't know. What else they got going, man? The, the dungeon explorer game? <laughs> No, I'm good on that. Great story, by the way. Uh, <laughs> great narrative on that one. Right. But I don't know if you noticed this. I I kind of caught this. I don't really watch streams on Twitch or whatever. But I've I kind of got just word of mouth. This came out last week. So long time fighting game sponsor and esports or, or organization rather, uh, Panda Global. They introduced the first ever professional Fall Guys team. They announced <laughs> the news. <laughs> Yeah, a serious? professional team. Yeah, no, for right. real. They're like we see money, we go at it. I'm <laughs> like, dude, this game's not going to last that long. <laughs> so, yeah, they announced it on Twitter. So this was August 25th. They announced the the news on Twitter. And for anybody who doesn't know Fall Guys is a platformer battle royale game developed by Media Tonic and published by Devolver Digital. So the game has been taken the FGC by uh, somewhat of a storm. Every now and then we get like a regular game just finds its way itself in the the fgc and just we just play it like all the time and then and then a tournament comes up and then nobody ever thought (laughs) nobody ever remembers that game ever but now that you know we got coronavirus we can't travel really there's no offline tournaments this game has been doing very well on twitch and it's only been out for like a month and now you got Panda global jumping on the on the trend what do you think about fall guys i watched a little bit of gameplay it looks you know it looks fun for like I feel the same about Fall Guys the way I feel about like MOBAs. Like it's cool, but not. You know, I'm not gonna sink hours into it. <laughs> Yo, it's like a
2: perfect like streaming game. I, I, I got a, a good buddy, Helvin. He gave me a copy of the game. I haven't played it yet with my girlfriend, but I plan to. Um, mm. Yeah, man, it looks fun, but like I looked more into it. And I was like, so a couple of things that's weird about this game. There's no local co-op game play, So you can't Whoa. do couch co-op. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no couch co-op. There's about only 21 levels. And so afterwards, they just basically repeat themselves. Mm. And it's kind of hard to play with people online multiplayer like people you would want to you can't make smaller groups so you have to make you have to always run it with like the max amount of people that in the the levels so Hmm. that's kind of weird it looks cool I mean I I I I like it it's like uh I like I like that out of all the weird ass games that the fighting game or people in general have gotten into this is one of them because this feels more like an indie title that just kind of got lucky and isn't like a a first person shooter for some reason that's always the thing like first person shooter, valorant uh, anthem yeah uh, some other crap you know what i'm saying or Mm -hmm. at least it's not league right so you know it but like them making a a team man you tripping (laughs) man like let's be honest dude like come on man that ain't gonna last that long man people gonna get bored sooner or later like it's not the kind of game where you're gonna be like I put 500 hours into this. I grind mm. it every day and night. I am a professional Fall Guys player. I swear <laughs> to God, if you told me that, I you need to get punched in the face, man. <laughs> and I come to nobody be like, I, I, I threw away my nine to five. I'm not living that life. I'm being a professional Fall Guys player. So I'm like, man, I feel like Panda Goble was like, man, let's just try it. They, they got like smash yeah. players on their team. They got Tekken players. They got random ass. They probably got some random ass game we don't even know about that's, like, that they got a team for, man. So like, if they got the money for it, sure. Hopefully they're able to make more than what they lose. Because like it's not like, who's going to like, it's, if it's a multiplayer online game and you can't really play it co-op, What you know, there's no physical presence. So right now it's perfect for the current situation. But outside of that, how the hell is it going to live?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say with the timing as it is right now, I think this is probably a good idea. But if it wasn't, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> I I doubt they would have gone with this move. But it's certainly interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, who am I to critique Panda Global? Obviously, they've been in business for quite some time. So they probably know, you know, what the trends are and how it affects the consumer market. But yeah, uh, when I read that, I was just like, hmm, interesting. But if this, you know... What is it? September. If we're getting close to like, you know, TFC and there's no pandemic, like, are, is there a Fall Guys team? <laughs> <don't think> so. <laughs> hey, Fall Guys better drop more levels because this is
2: like putting all that pressure on these little hot dog <laughs> dudes, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks fun. Though. I will. I will get yeah. it. It, look, it does look fun. It looks pretty fun. Yeah, man.
2: It probably is, too. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's got the right things to make a fun game. It's simple. It's just. Platformer based, you gotta mm-hmm. jump, you gotta run, and you got like kind of like that Mario Dash thing where you kind of just throw your body towards the floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. It got those elements, so it should be fun.
0: Yeah. Speaking of games, I wrote down a list of uh, some relevant game sales. If actually this isn't even a sale, most of these games I believe are free if you have Prime. So Ooh. I kinda wanna well let people know that you know, since I am a boomer, there's a lot of these old <laughs> titles up the, you know, up for grabs. So if you have Amazon Prime. So by the way, I guess they changed it. Now it's called Prime Gaming instead Mm. of like just Amazon Prime. Because I don't know. I just always call it Amazon Prime. But whatever. It's Prime Gaming. So all these titles I'm about to read, they are going to be free and available until December 31st, 2020. So you have until the end of the year to pick up these games if you're already a Prime subscriber. So if you get packages with two-day shipping, you probably can get these games as well. So... The Last Blade 2, which is pretty good. Guard Mark of the Woods, which is really good. Ooh, they got Garu.
2: Let's go, man.
0: Uh, Samurai Showdown 5 Special, which I believe has rollback now. Is that correct? I think Code Mystic's rollback. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so, man.
0: Uh, The King of Fighters 97 Global Match. The King of Fighters 98 Unlimited Match, which is Final Edition. That's, you know, UM is really, really good. And The King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. So those uh, those last two games are really good. I'll, I mean, I, all these games, all these SNK games are really good. So they're all free until December 31st, 2020. And then Amazon Prime also has another deal, and this one is actually even extended. This is Amazon Prime Cross More SNK. Not just fighting games. They also have like Metal Slug and stuff like that. But I, I wrote down some fighting games here. So uh, you can get these free with Amazon Prime or Prime Gaming, I guess, <laughs> until March 31st, 2020. So you can get Art of Fighting 2. I mean, come on. That's a that's an oldie but a goodie. Oh, man. I ain't never played that one before.
2: I don't even yeah. look at that one, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the King of Fighters 2000. The King of Fighters 2002 again. But this time it's not unlimited match. So it's just regular 2002. And Samurai Showdown 2. So... A lot of SNK goodies there for free. If I mean technically not free, but it's kind of free. Those definitely have value. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if man. you're already paying the nine ninety nine, or I forget how much Amazon Prime is. I pay yearly, so I don't know how much it is per month anymore. I think it's like but, sixteen
2: or something like that. So. Wow, is it
0: that much, man? Inflation. I don't, I don't know. I'm
2: I, I <laughs> scared it
0: through, but I do
2: remember it's like it's cheaper, a lot cheaper if you pay yearly. But I was paying it yearly, and I meant, like it kind of would hit me hard when I'm like. <laughs> oh man, I got a hundred dollars in my account. Whoa, what happened? I got a dollar left. So <laughs> I didn't like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Um but <laughs> uh, man, I man, I love Amazon Prime. Like it's just it's getting those packages with like either reduced shipping or free shipping for you know, I'm not trying to fish for a sponsor, but Amazon hey. A. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of i mean i know you're probably not gonna love this but uh more free games so if you're a playstation plus subscriber which i am not because i play on pc (laughs) but if you are if (laughs) i don't want to pay for the
2: 1099 or 999 whatever anymore
0: (laughs) Hmm. um street fighter 5 is free as part of september's playstation plus this month so if you are a subscriber, you get Street Fighter V for free, so that's good. <laughs> um, Actually,
2: so hold up, hold up, hold up, I got you mm-hmm. on this one. It doesn't come with the Championship Edition. <laughs> oh, it does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it comes with the base. I think it's. I think it's just a straight up base game, man. It's From vanilla. What I heard, yeah, it's like it's not not necessarily <laughs> vanilla. It might just be Championship Edition, but it doesn't come with like the characters or oh, something okay. like that. I remember there's like a twenty two catch with that one, man.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, that would make sense. They would reel you in with the game, but then here, you got to pay for it. <laughs> <that
2: money. laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
0: Capcom doing, ca- at least give away arcade edition, right? Not just Street hey. Fighter 5. Yeah, mm-hmm. man.
2: Because, oh, you well. know, that's that's fishy, man. Whenever they, yeah. Street Fighter 5, hey, hold up, hold up. There's two more words that's supposed to be in there that is not in
0: there. I figured by now it already been a part of this lineup since Sony and Capcom are so in bed with this game, but huh, interesting that it came now. And the fact that they're only doing Street Fighter and not including Arcade Edition. I mean, I, I don't really would expect them to do Champion Edition because, that's, man, that's a lot of money in DLC that they wouldn't be missing out. But, I mean, for a month, I mean, I don't know. I think that would be okay. So, I mean... I could so be this, wrong,
2: too, though, but I, I I think I read somewhere along the lines where some, someone commented that, and I was
1: like, mm.
0: Yeah, so I got this news off PlayStation Blog, and, uh, I mean, had they said Arcade Edition, I'm pretty sure I would have put it in my notes. I just have Street Fighter Five here, so you're probably right.
1: Yeah, if, man. It's kind of great. If we're
0: wrong, I'm sure somebody will correct us in the comments. But, but, yeah, PlayStation Plus subscribers, if, if you do uh, subscribe to that service, you get that game. Starting this month until October 5th, 2020. So get Street Fighter V for free if you have PlayStation Plus. And last but not least, this is not a press release, but I just... I figured I'd throw it in there. Man, Fantasy Strike, you know, it went free. Nobody really talks about it. I played a <laughs> little bit. It's it's kind of fun, honestly. I'll be honest. Like, it's, it's a fun little game. You get to mess around. It's got rollback. It's got crossplay. And, you know, it's... It's good fun for a free game. So I figured, you know, if you are on PC, if you're on PlayStation, give Fantasy Strike a, a chance, man. It's a, it's a fun little game. It's you know, It doesn't cost you anything. And the fact that it comes with all these things like, you know, cross-play and rollback, I mean, the least you can do is give it a shot. So mm-hmm. Fantasy Strike is free.
2: Support cross-play and rollback, man.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we're at the end of the show. We got, I don't know if we can get to all these questions. Some of them are trolley questions. So I think we'll, we'll <laughs> <pretty quick. laughs> but, uh, I put out a call to action to FGC Hollywood, our lovely community here, and we got actually really, like, I didn't expect this many questions for the first episode of this podcast, but hey, that just shows you FGC Hollywood coming out strong. So we got a baker's dozen, which I think I'm going to say every time we get, even if we get four questions, I'm just going to say a baker's dozen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we got 13 questions here. The first question comes from uh, Scruffy Sword on Twitter. Shout out to Scruffy. (laughs) he's a he's a long time long time friend and uh listener to the show he says why are you bad at fighting games (laughs) (laughs) i said it's a good and valid question i'm pretty sure he was talking to me not so much you pringle oh man i'll say this i think the same reason why i'm bad at fighting games is the same reason why scruffy is bad at talking to women and i'll just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> looking at them feet pics man. <laughs> oh, man we're in the same boat scruff oh boy icebox 551 on twitter asks with all the push for rollback netcode do you think there will be a similar push for standard crossplay and fighting games hey i was just talking about fantasy strike doom both so you know how everybody talks about rollback this rollback that but nobody really talks about crossplay, crossplay that much Why do you think that is? I think it's probably more of like a back burner thing, right? We want to get you know the pot with the rollback first done, and then we'll move on to cross. We we gotta get them
2: to do one thing right before we (laughs) ask for the second thing, man. I also heard that crossplay is actually kind of expensive. So that's one of the because like from what I heard here and there, I've heard that Mike Z at one point really tried to push to get crossplay working on Skullgirls because, I mean, he got that game on Vita, on PS3, on PS4. I think it's It's everywhere. I think, yeah. yeah, it's like on everything. So it's like he wanted to try to put it together, but I think he couldn't afford it or something like that or. I think it kind of be it can be expensive, but I'm not sure. But I definitely want them to get one thing right before we... Because that's how it feels like, man. It, it almost feels like if we put too much information or too much things on their plate, they're they going to be like, whoa, crossplay, hold up. We got to mm. get rollback first.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, one thing at a time. Let's keep it yeah, there. Plus Slick on Block, who also goes by Slick Tactics. He's a time listener, and he's also a content creator of Fighting Games, so check him out. He asks on Twitter, if you can have any character... In any game, who would it be? This one, I I probably should have uh, looked at this question first because I I didn't think about it much. Do you have a character? If you could pick a character,
2: man, I I I get Big Band on my team, man. If I what's happening here, I'm like, hey, man, it's Big Band, man, big ass mm. dude. Get like Juggernaut or some humongous guy that like just protect me from anything, something like that.
0: <laughs> I would want like Brian Fury or something, just some crazy dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. Some crazy ass dude. It's like, yo, man, you look like you look like you about to mess someone up, man. I'm just going to the grocery store. Mm, I'm sure
0: you are. <laughs> yeah, with his machine or not machine? Yeah, guns, shotgun. <laughs> that dude with his girder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Brian Fury. He's awesome. A walking ferret. What's a ferret? Is that's a that's that Pokemon, right?
2: Yeah, it's that long uh <laughs> brown like ferret type Pokemon. Yeah. It's an evolved Pokemon. Something
0: like yeah. He asked on YouTube, is there a way that hard fighting game can welcome new players without scaring them? And if so, how? Wow, that's the golden question. We just spent a good amount talking about, you know, easy access in games and how to make them easier without not making them easier and AI and all this stuff. I think that's a question that like you, I, Harada, and everybody else in this community (laughs) is trying to figure (laughs) out, man. Like, how do you make games appealing to newcomers, but not hard so that they can stick with it? I think, and this is just my little, you know, two cents that I'm trying to put in here. You got to invest in good offline modes. The thing is, if you can make somebody care about a fighting game without the fighting game component, like... If, let's say, you put in a character and you give them a good story mode or you give them something that compels the player that doesn't really play fighting games. You give them that, and then they're like, man, I want to spend more time with this character, but I'm done with the offline modes. What else can I do? I guess I gotta learn how to actually play the game. If they really like those characters, characters are such a big component in fighting games. I think if you can maybe do something like that, it could compel people to actually stick around a little longer, Get over the bumps and bruises that every fighting game has with execution, with understanding meta, when they're saying the stupid things in fighting games. Get your ass kicked, but the compelling thing is already there most of the time. It's kind of like if you're on a let's say you're on the way to the store, mm-hmm. but you forgot something. If you're already like let's say the store is a mile away and you're already three three fourths mile <laughs> towards the store, you ain't going back. You know to get what you forgot. You you know you're already going to go to the store and then you're going to come back. But if you were like a quarter mile, you'd be like, man, let me just go back. So that's how I think about it. If if you can get somebody invested already via other ways that aren't frustrating, odds are they might stick with it more. But then again, I'm no fighting game developer, so what do I know? I that's just my little two two cents and, and the whole argument of things. But what do you think? Like, how do you? Is there a way that like uh, a hard fighting game can welcome new players without scaring them off?
2: Oh man, that's that really is the million dollar question, man. Because like yeah. I, I do I do agree because like I think um. Was a Gamer B made a video of like the tutorial system in the them fighting her?
0: Mm-hmm. And they
2: made it so it was like enjoyable, but then it was like it was like part of the game too.
0: Oh Stumblebee. I was gonna say Gamer yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah, Street Fighter no, player.
2: No, silly, man. There you go. Yeah, Stumblebee made one. Mm-hmm. And he like he got it on point with how you can make it fun, but it's it's a way like they have to figure out a way to like hide it. So they have to figure out a way to hide the boring ass crap from fighting games. Like -hmm. like hide the frames, hide the, oh, this is a two frame overhead. They got to hide those type of things and kind of make it more natural for the player to get when they are playing it. And you know what I would also think? uh, This is also a thing. They're like like doing like tutorials and stuff like that. It'd be cool if there was like a little system that was like, hey, good job. Or hey, keep doing this or something that kind of egged them on or supported them. Maybe it's called uh, kids first training wheels, but it might be like, Hey, I got that. Let me keep going. Like stuff like that. So right. it, it's, yeah, it's hard, but I don't think it's that hard either. You know what I'm saying? Cause like a lot of the hard fighting games we've come to enjoy and play, they mm. weren't like, I don't think they, they started hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they were like in this idea in this bubble where it's like, we're going to make it super hard and it's got to have 10 frame things. And it's like, nah, man, I think they make, they try to make it so that everybody can play. It's just, The people that are very well invested will spend the most time learning it. And then those people that get super invested make it look hard as hell because Mm -hmm. they learn all the ridiculous crap that new players can't really deal with. And that's what kind of causes them to get scared. I think like also like showing it like bits and pieces of like some sort of like way they can like maybe tutorialize it and make it more fun like screw to tu- screw the word tutorial you know what i'm saying just make it fun like when you first play uh any other game man you start in the beginning and it's not that hard and then when you progress the game scale like it kind of goes with your progression so if there mm-hmm. was a way you can kind of do that with fighting games that would kind of work
0: yeah yeah, a little positive reinforcement. Never, never hurt nobody.
2: Yeah, exactly. That stuff like that that the fighting games can do. Remember when Street Fighter four be like, "Damn, that was an ultimate combo, some crap <laughs> yeah. like that." What happened? Street Fighter five <laughs> don't do that. I said that. I was like, "Man, where's my positive reinforcement?" I want to hear. You tell me
0: I did something good right now. Where's my hype man at? <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody need a hype man, dude. Everybody need a man. hype man. <laughs> that's, that's true, man. All right. We're getting halfway through these. So Terra Moose asks on YouTube, I would love to hear thoughts on, hey, we just talked about this again. I would love to hear thoughts on speed of different fighting games and the different aspects that determine how fast or slow a game is. And these, these are like multiple questions split into one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what fast and slow entail exactly. So let's just try to tackle that. So speed in fighting games, I think there's like two ways you can look at it. There's a there's speed as in how fast the characters are meant to play and then there's speed how fast the game will make you to play like the like the system can make you play faster versus how fast the characters are. And I guess okay, let me break it down cuz obviously I know I only know two games. I'm a boomer. So with, <laughs> <laughs> with Persona, right? The characters are really, really fast, right? But you can play that game at multiple multiple speeds if you really want to, right? You can play slow and just anti-air and just work your way with just counter hits if you really want to, depending on the character. But for the most part, you can slow that game down. Tekken can be a fast game, but if you play Tekken, for example, on an endless stage, it's not necessarily that fast depending on the matchup, right? If you're playing Mishimas, it's probably not super fast unless they're wave dashing all over the place, but if they're just playing footsies on an endless stage, it could take, you know, take some time. Mm -hmm. But now you transition that, and this is just system-based. Let's say you go from an endless stage, which, you know, obviously doesn't end, and you can move around as much as you want. You go to the smallest stage in the game that's square. All of a sudden, you're in a pocket, and you have to play a lot faster. It makes you make decisions. Also, sometimes not pressing buttons scares a lot of people, so they press buttons and then that accelerates the pace of play. So I think there's two ways to look at that. Like, there's speed with just how fast characters can play, and there's speed with how the game incentivizes you to play, so it depends on what you're thinking there.
2: I was thinking the same thing, man. I, I'd even say something slow would be like, uh, maybe like Grand Blue or like a Street Fighter. One of the old, uh, the uh, Street Fighter 2, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, those games, you know, you can't really move that fast depending on some of the characters, but some of the, a lot of the team-based games, like, they're pretty, they're pretty, they function really fast for some, for some reason, right? Like they always, they, for some reason, tag games, team-based games, they're all are fast as hell. I don't know why. Even like Street Fighter X Tekken was kind of fast too when I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're all fast for some reason.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Actually, Street Fighter Five is a good example of that, right? Like yeah. Sh- Street Fighter Five, just the components. So if you just look at the screen, right, you can see stun in that game which is it rewards people that push it for it. So, and it also gives you this thing that's called crush counter. And and you see <laughs> you see the stun and you use the mechanic of crush counter, it already incentivizes the player to play much faster than they would had they not seen the stun and had they not had an element that is so predicated on high damage, explosive forward momentum, right? So, just by putting that in the game requires you to play faster but I think if you would have maybe tweaked those mechanics a little bit, you would have had more of a heavy based footsie game. Which, what Teramoo says here is like, does footsie heavy gameplay equal slow game? And can a game be slow even with like super jumps or air dashes? I think yes. I think you can have a fast game that can be footsie based, but you can also have a slow game that has air dashes and crazy, like, you know, things like Persona. Like, you know, I can play Persona slow if I really want to. It's but not it doesn't. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> fun that way. You could do it, right? Like, certain characters, like, if you want to play Narukami and just anti air and just play regular, almost like Shoto-like, you could totally do that because, it, you know, he's able to do that. If you want to play super fast in Street Fighter V and just crush counter with Armika and tackle and command grab and just r- rush, 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 yeah, if the game will incentivize it, you can totally do that. So. I
2: will also say that chip damage is one of the things that can sometimes slow the pace of a game. Like, for instance, Street Fighter Five, since it doesn't have that chip damage factor, it's all, like, gray-like. Because so, in Street Fighter Five you can kind of think lame isn't that effective. So playing slow isn't as effective as it would have been in Street Fighter Four because of the chip damage aspect. Because right. when you play slow, you could be like, all right, I'm just going to throw hotos all day, and then you have to come and jump in. Mm -hmm. but in five it's like i can block all day and i don't really have to like go nuts you know
0: yeah that was a very valid point
2: i would also say that persona doesn't have chip damage but since that game goes so quick you don't want to get like you don't want to really be blocking (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's got like blue life damage so if, if you take a hit yeah if you take a hit after getting chipped uh which you know what sucks is uh if you're an Elizabeth player and she wants to go into Awakening, it puts her all the way down <laughs> to uh, like, Yeah, you hit I her once that, and she's Dad. dead. Yeah. Terrible. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <it's> so terrible.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, poor Liz. She has like the lowest health in the game. And if she gets but she kinda deserves it though. Yeah, she could put yeah. If <laughs> the, if it's a good Liz, and like you don't see many of them, because not a lot of people want to invest time in like playing that character. But if there's a good Liz, you're like, holy shit, this sucks to play. Against. Wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait! I'm mixing it up. Margaret is the is Mark is Margaret the one with the tons of persona cards? Elizabeth yeah, is the slower one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, you're, right, you're so. not.
2: Yeah, she don't deserve it, man. <laughs> no. Elizabeth is slow, man. She's hard to use compared to Margaret.
0: Oh no, Margaret's cheap. Margaret's yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, I rather play. Honestly, I'll say this now on record. I rather play against a Dachi than Margaret. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dachis have a flow chart you can kind of predict. Yeah. But- yeah, man. I can I can deal with heat riser. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I think about speeds and fighting. Good question. Good question. Terra moose, looking cool on YouTube asks how important is Oki in developing rich set play in a game? Contrasting games like Grand Blue Fantasy, and Skullgirls. Man, those are two completely different games when it comes. Hey, to yeah, Oki. they are, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't. Again, I can't speak much to Skullgirls, and I can't speak much to Grand Blue Fantasy because I played it for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I played. I played Grand Blue like I think in a total of like
2: four hours too, man. I -hmm. can speak a bit of the Oki though. On, on, I I guess maybe Grand Blue because Oki in that game is like it's kind of like normal, normal Oki. There's not really like it. It probably has a bit more set play with some characters, like I think Zoe. Mm I don't know if you know who Zoe is. She's
0: She's the the one with the little the dragon dragon one. Yeah. yeah,
2: she definitely has some pretty good oki. Um, what's that dude, the, the freaking uh, Fudge Packer over there? Forgot his name, man. That has Yggdrasil, that summons that chick, and she's like plays a minigame. He has some set play. Not all the characters have set play, and none of all, all of them have some crazy oki. I feel like that stuff is not as important because honestly, when you're on like someone's knockdown, man, dude, they're 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 already blocking. As long as you can get something good where it can maybe deal with like dp or you're thinking ahead of the dp you can pretty much just kind of body them from there and mm-hmm. in school girls is not too oki orientated and what people consider a set play is just a bunch of resets so yeah. like i wouldn't even really consider that as set play but in like school girls there is like some instances where there's hard knockdowns and then you can really do kind of oki stuff but there's so many resets that you don't even be knocking the opponent down. You knock them down when they're dead. <laughs> so, like, it's not as important. But I think when it comes to Oki, depending, I think that's, like, a player type of thing because I've never been too into Oki. Like, I'll pick, like, three setups, man. Like, that's what I, I do. Mm-hmm. I'll pick, like, three good setups. A low, a high, and something that can cover me if you got a DP. That's really it. And that's if smart. You know yeah. to that's really smart. Yeah, man. That's all you really need. And a grab the, uh, setup, too. And from there, you can kind of like mix and match those in between and try to see how you can change the Oki setup. Cause sometimes depending on who you fight character wise, your Oki might not, may be invalidated. Like for instance, uh, for example, in um, Guilty Gear Rev 2, I use May, right? And she has like a good bunch of Oki setups she can do, right? And whenever I fight Johnny, Johnny has this humongous dash that can, is invulnerable. Basically the whole, like, I think like the whole dash it's invulnerable. So he can dash through maze oki setups. So it's like, well, sometimes it feels like it's like, ah, man, I just had to, I just had to body this dude playing neutral. But, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you gotta play the oki, and like, you just gotta be smart with how you develop it. Sometimes, but I, I don't know if it's, it's not. I think oki is really deep in guilty gear. I will say that much. Like, oh my god, that game is like oki. They say oki simulator 2000, man. It's mm. every time you knock down all you oki 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 that game is so based off that but i wouldn't think it's that hard as opposed to like in grand blue or Skullgirls.
0: I, I i like playing straightforward. i don't really like oki that much when i play me like... either
2: sometimes it feels so dirty and, and like I don't know something about it. Just sometimes I,
0: I'm not too much of a fan of it either, to be honest, dude. Yeah, my oki ends with like I knock you down and I safe jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, That's safe it. jump.
2: And safe jump is matter of fact, especially against people that DP a lot. So like, it, yeah, it's one of those things where like I feel like oki is more like something you get you get better at just because you play more and you know what the mm-hmm. better situation might be.
0: Safe jumps and persona are so satisfying because it always persona. looks like man he ain't safe, and then you land, <laughs> and then it's yeah. just like man. I got baited and then baited for 5k and you're dead so dude
2: um, yeah okie okie is pretty safe jumps are, are really good in persona because you're like pretty much still in the face of the person and you can kind of like mm-hmm. pressure them more afterwards because they're probably blocking still yep. so even if you like if your safe jump is there and you block after like a split second you're pretty much safe you hold back for like like half a frame or something ridiculous like that. And you're like, all right, now it's time to keep pressing my buttons, man. Yep,
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's nice. We got just a couple more questions here. Real yeah. quick, though, I think you missed number four. I don't know if you wanted that one, but I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I did. You're right. <laughs> hey, good eye. Uh, Persona Forever on Twitter asks, how many series that don't have fighting games? I think I just copied and pasted this one. <laughs> <How> many, <laughs> oh wait, hold on. How many, how many series that don't have fighting games, which do you wish would? Persona Forever, I appreciate the question, but next time, proofread. <laughs> uh, arena fighting games not included. I'm assuming he means how many, or what series would you like to see a fighting game, or what series would you like to see a fighting game of that doesn't already have one, and arena fighting games aren't included, so like like the One Punch Man wouldn't be included because <laughs> dude
2: that game i don't even know how you're supposed to play that game just wait for him and then he
0: that's weird guess, man uh what series would i want there's a lot of good ones right um dude i know a good one dragon quest yeah. man oh dude they got dragon everything quest. everything you can think
2: of man that game has every kind of character you got you got uh mma fighters you got thieves you got sword people you got spear people you got all the stuff like that man it's perfect setting for all those kind of weird ass fighting game stuff man Perfect, man.
0: Yeah, that's. I should. I I've never played a Dragon Quest game. I kind of want to. And they're much
2: simpler. I'll tell you that much. They're not as ridiculous yeah. as Persona. At
0: least. <laughs> so you know, I think you
2: might like them. I I said I would every one of them. Like, I think try the newest one. Newest one is pretty
0: clean, man. Yeah, I would assume that JRPGs would translate very well for fans, yeah, But I, I can't think one on top of my head. I mean, I, you could obviously think of of ones, but like when I do my theory crafting, I put a little more effort into it. But I would say just to go, you know, if, if if Dragon Quest is the game that should be a fighting game, I'll say after playing Persona 5, I don't necessarily want, this, <laughs> I, you know, I'll be honest, like a couple of them can be cool with like how they're constructed. Like I could see some cool ideas with what you could do with them. But for the most part, I was like, man, I don't want these characters in a fighting hey. game. To be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't really impressed with with the cast, but I'm just coming off of it. So I'm still like, I can still feel like the weeb on me and the salt. So it's like (laughs) You (laughs) got to shed the skin, man. You got to shed the skin. But yeah, I would have to think about that question more. Maybe I'll come back to it next week or something like that. This next question is combined to two because two people ask roughly the same question. So Heinz, the Ryan Bomber, who's also in the Discord, by the way, on YouTube, asks, why do you think there is an extreme lack of 3D fighters out there in today's market? And then X-Ray... 2K1 expanded on that on YouTube and he followed, do you think 3D fighting games can make an impression nowadays? So I, I mean, I think I spoke about this a little, maybe like a year ago or so. I think 3D games are just more expensive to make and they're harder to make. So that's why you don't see as many of them. That's the short answer. I mean, I'm sure there's way more that goes into it. But if you're going to take a leap of faith that people are going to buy your game, a 3D fighting game is probably not what you want to invest your money in. Because <laughs> you, could go to your, you, know, you could go to your investors and be like, hey, we sold four copies. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, dude. Jesus. So I think that's... It sucks. But unless you're Tekken and Soul calibur with these giant companies behind them and proven products... You're not gonna see too many 3D fighting games. It's just too hard to make. It's it's too too many hurdles from a development cycle standpoint. So that's why I think that is.
2: Yeah, I I definitely would like to see a new one though. That's for sure. But because mm-hmm. like the current market of like, well, there's also DOA, but nobody really plays that game, and I am not really interested in that much. I'd like to no. try it out. I guess one day there was Virtual Fighter, but nobody really talked about that one either. Mm-hmm. Soul Caliber, but like I don't even feel like that's like a thing that much. It feels like it, but it isn't. I played a little bit of it, but I didn't really care much for it. Tekken is pretty dope, but it—I it, feel like Tekken is pretty much just taking over the 3D market.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty much. Number nine, Chris the Chilled on YouTube asks: "Guilty Gear Strive will it bring in more gamers than Guilty Gear Excerpt and Rev 2?" Short answer: I'll say no. <laughs> I don't. Think you don't so. think
2: so? I think no. it will. I think it will bring more because of the fact that they're, like, marketing it better. I don't even feel like they marketed Rev 2 when they gave it the update or exit that much, man.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I'll say... So, I guess let's contain expectations. Will it get more than... Exer and Rev 2, I don't think that's very hard to do. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. in that
1: sense, yeah.
0: <laughs> but is it going to get, like, so many people on the bandwagon? Because, you know, it has rollback that has, by the way, they still haven't proven the fact that it it works correctly, and they haven't really mentioned much about it or how the process is or if they've gotten any input from the Canon Brothers or anybody who has implemented rollback successfully. They haven't said anything. So, true, I mean, Not I'm still holding way. out, you know, a little more information on that. But also, Guilty Gear is just not a game that really speaks to, like, a wide variety of people. Some people will play it. I mean, you know, you know, some people, let's be honest, they go to GameStop, they look at the cover of the game, they're like, hey, that looks interesting, and they get it. If they can market it right, yeah, probably. It could do well, but to think that it'll do gangbusters in comparison to Rev 2 and Exerd, I mean, I think it'll do slightly better, but not, like, so great that it's going to be... Wow, guilty gear has arrived. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I yeah, it I sucks, feel like, but yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel like it'll bring more people, but that more is like not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a more, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Like 10 more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Cause like out yeah. of like a hundred, because I think they're like advertising it better, but one of the like okay, so one thing that's weird about their their ads for the characters, no voices, man. I don't Get that that's really odd to me no voices in any of the characters so they're just kind of showing the characters some of their moves and that's really it and it's like that's all they're kind of going with right now and that's pretty pretty basic man you know that's not I don't weird know, yeah man that's very weird i noticed that it's very basic on how you approach marketing a video game a fighting game at least just showing the characters i feel like you're gonna need a lot more than that if you want to bring more people in and man based off that reception with uh the beta they pretty much screwed themselves in the... They shot themselves in the foot with that one. So that may just be the thing that kind of screws them over. Because that beta looked horrible, man. Like...
0: No, yeah. Also, bad. like, you know, I'm no game dev. But I would assume that a rule of thumb is just like, hey, if you're going to have a beta to gauge what people think of your game and the early stage. And then you get reception that you didn't really want to hear... How about not coming out and say, we're going to make the game we want to make. I'd be like, well, what's the point of the beta? (laughs) What's the point? Like, (laughs) if if you have a vision, just don't say, hey, we want input. Just be like, hey, this is the game. This is our vision. Play it. Cool. Don't play it. Cool. That's it. I mean, but don't be like, hey... Please help us make this game better. And then people would be like, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that. Be like, well, listen, we're going to make Guilty Gear our way. (laughs) It's like, "Okay, thanks. uh, The booty ass lobby and all. (laughs) (laughs) Is that permanent, by the way?
2: I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you. So the things that I saw, I think they're sticking with it and they're not going to change that much out of it. Maybe like the damage and stuff like that. But I I personally think that with all the stuff that they've shown me, I'm like, man, dude, what's to say they aren't going to do it? Because as long as they sell, that's all they really care. Because, like, if they're willing to show that incomplete ass product, man, man, I don't know. I can't trust them after that, dude. I wouldn't trust Mm. them at all, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, we'll see. It's supposed to, it's slated right now for, I think, second quarter of next year, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think. So, yeah we'll see.
2: I, I know it's for definitely for next year they say they're starting to i guess like do more changes but i don't know like it's weird man I, like you're you said you're right i i've noticed that i haven't i, I look every once in a while for fighting immunes, but like you're right man i haven't seen anything anything surrounding that game at all hmm. since like the beta and all that stuff and yeah, the round table quiet. i guess yeah
0: i mean they just had that little dev blog that came out recently mm-hmm. and it, it it was an interesting read but it didn't really provide me with a different outlook on the game so we'll see i don't know a few more here we got tyrone allen on youtube asks have you ever played in any tournaments for persona 4 arena local or major doesn't matter uh yeah i have i i got Ooh. washed i got <laughs> washed oh two oh two at ceo taku in uh in florida in 2016 i want to say so oh, like towards dude, the end of the time. game that was a good time for persona man I got washed by I don't remember these guys. So here's the thing: I'm such an idiot. (laughs) So I was just like, man, this is gonna be my last show out for Persona Four Arena. I'm gonna go out with the waifu because I'm a Labrys player. But from like that, I always played Labrys. But sometimes when I'd be like, man, this guy's not that good. I played Narukami just to show him that I'm not that he's not that good. Just my character sucks. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, this is my last show out with Persona. I'm just gonna play Labrys all the way. My first matchup is against IGUS And I'm like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> terrible. Wow. I can't, I can't, all I got to do is block and I can't, I can't do anything. I get washed really quick. The guy beat me fair and square. Terrible matchup, but he beat me. <laughs> uh, and, and losers. I mean, if I could have gone from like one worst matchup to another one, I played against a, just a really oaky ice, uh, base setup Mitsuru. And I was like, oh, man, man. this sucks. <laughs>
2: it's Ugh. terrible. Yeah, man. Is it, it did he do like a lot of the uh like uh where they freeze you and they
0: yeah, pretty yeah, much right kind it.
2: of keep doing that over and over and they
0: loop it. Yeah, it's just ice mirrors and then, you know, 5a 5a and then he would do instant overhead with one more cancel. It was just all the grime and I was just like, "Man, you're lucky. I can't DP with this character cuz she's <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. Poor labors.
0: Poor Lavers. But yeah, that was I went all oh into it CEO Otaku 2016. That was my my last tournament for Persona 4 Arena. It was fun. It was super fun. But uh, yeah, that was that was good times.
2: And uh, I did actually compete in Ultimax. And, man, it was my first combo breaker. Probably, my, I haven't had one since then, really. So my only combo breaker, <laughs> it huh? was like in 2016 too, man. Ah, oh, dude, that experience sucked, man. Like, I lost <laughs> my wallet. And yeah, it was terrible, man. I lost oh, my man. wallet, my phone, dude. Somebody from a community promised he would come pick me up never did all this stuff but i will say that it was actually no yeah so so here we go i'm gonna throw some out there right here Let's i go. was like playing i was playing persona 4 old man right mm-hmm. the dude apologized like i heard from like a friend that he told me that he apologized for but like i was playing this dude i almost feel like dropping his name but i won't i won't <laughs> <laughs> okay i won't i won't i played this dude and i was like i i, I got i was playing Chie, and um i was like hey man He was like he was a really good chia player like one of the best right i think it was 2016 2016, one of those years right and it was like the last basically the last year for persona 4 uh, in combo breaker and i played this dude and i was like all right man i was gonna play him i sat down i was like hey man you want to play so because i knew he was a chia player he was the chia player that day i think i know what you're talking about you probably you probably right in this one man
0: does he only use two letters for his name
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, he fought Lower Knight, I think, that uh, thing. So, like, I played this dude, the the real ones know. (laughs) I played this dude, and like, I was like, all right, man, let's play. And he's like, oh, I'm going to use the bathroom. I'll be right quick, man. I'll be right back. And I was like, all right, man. I waited there for like five minutes, 10 minutes. 15. Man. I'm like, damn, did he get lost in the bathroom or did he lose his way to the bathroom? I really wanted a play to play the dude so he could teach me stuff. And then I was like, well, never mind, screw that. So like I ended up playing and I think I, I, I don't even remember that much, man. Like, I think I lost, I think I went one and two or I went, actually, yeah, I think I went one and two, or actually I got DQ'd because I lost my wallet and my phone and all that stuff. So I had a pretty sour experience. But that same day, I did go one and two in Skullgirls, so I never actually gone zero and two in a tournament uh, the, of a game that I really played heavily. Like, there's been games where I just don't care about. But yeah, there. Was <laughs> I played some. Like, I had a. Um, I think that was the one real time that I played in Persona Four in the Combo Breaker, and then one time we had a setup for my locals here because I've been telling these dudes they need to they need to enter the holy order of the Ultimax, but <laughs> we really
0: didn't get too into it isn't that crazy how that happened like i have thousands of hours in persona and ultimax yeah. and i go O and two but i had like <laughs> but but when i went to combo breaker 2019 i think dude i had like i just started playing unist because because i really like akatsuki and i went four and two just doing like shenanigans For, with akatsuki.
2: Uh, <laughs> see, yeah see that's the thing though man like Cause when you play online, you're like, all right, you you transition into the real stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, man, I might just try to play respectful because I know that online stuff don't fly. Nope, mm-hmm. that online stuff flies. It's just <laughs> yep. you gotta you gotta be like, cause I learned that the best way to approach when you're going offline is go all in, man. Mm-hmm. Go all in. Don't let them read you. Screw that. Just go in balls deep don't let them know what you're thinking of don't let them Yo, do anything i was i was in. hitting
0: beat tattoos all over the place I was yeah like, oh. man
2: freaking because <laughs> like people aren't usually ready offline then when you fight the dude that's ready you can kind of tell what your competition is almost yeah. even before or during the match if you pay attention mm-hmm. but that i stuff learned, works man,
0: offline until a certain point
2: <laughs> yeah exactly then you fight the dude that's real smart and he's like nah that ain't gonna work on me no. but i think also like when you have so much more experience a lot of that stuff you don't have to really rely too much on like gimmicks and stuff like that and and thinking this kind of way you could just kind of go in man because the way mm. i play Scogirls now i just kind of just go in man like it's like i know what to do how to do it what's he gonna do i just have all these thoughts already lined up in my head man. yeah and it's just natural
0: yeah it has to be like more of like a mental thing It's like man this dude can't yeah. surprise me with, i've already seen everything you can't surprise yeah
2: yeah me exactly anything. when you get to that point and you play in the majors
0: and stuff you're, you'll be fine man you'll mm-hmm. be all right yep uh peter zeke hey actually before we get to peter zeke's question shout outs to peter zeke this dude he's been a sub of mine on youtube since i had like a hundred subs and i remember hey. reading, i remember reading his name super early on like i'm i'm talking like probably 2016 probably when i was ranting when i went owen two in persona and, uh, <laughs> and he's he's been around for for the long haul so shout outs to peter zeke still here in 2020 He asks on YouTube, where is King of Fighters 15? Where is King of Fighters 15?
2: (laughs) Where is it, man? I'm looking for it, but I can't (laughs) find it. It's as lost as Waldo, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Peter. That's, uh, that's, That's a question not meant for me. If I if I had it, I would uh I would let it out in the wild, but uh, right. they're they're keeping it somewhere in a secret laboratory. I don't know. Yeah, they, we haven't heard. Has there even been anything since Nothing. the reveal that time, dude? And that reveal was a logo, and it didn't even yeah. it just said Kink of Fighters Fifteen. It didn't even say anything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely keeping that vaulted up for some reason. They're, hopefully, okay. like when they deliver, it's freaking better looking than fourteen. That's all we need. It could be yeah. the same goddamn engine. It just got to look better than fourteen, man. Yeah, and good netcode because like 14's net netcode was not good.
0: Yeah, good netcode, please. Like if if you if SNK, if you learn anything from Samurai Showdown, just please, just you know, it could look the same. I don't care if it looks the same. Just netcode. Yeah, man. <laughs> Two more. Uh, Jake Reese asks on YouTube: Persona Five Arena. And what would you, I love this question, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Persona 5 Arena, and what would you add or remove and keep from P4AU? Persona 5 Arena, okay, I don't want Persona 5 Arena, really. I want Persona, <laughs> <laughs> that man wants Persona
2: 4 Arena Ultimax yeah.
0: 3.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I don't want P5A, I want P4U3. That's That's how I'm looking at it. What would I add? But let's say if you did get a Persona 5 Arena, what would I add or remove? I would say you keep everything in 2.0, but you make sure that shadow characters have less chances to shadow frenzy. Right. Uh, Or you just, or or you just remove shadow characters and then you get the game to be balanced with just normal characters. But shadow frenzy in 2.0 really ruined the game. But I did love what they did with the new combo routes where they allowed the, the regular characters to just, you know, we were talking about that. They allowed for more creativity with the different combo routes that they added to the new characters, the thing is all of that got overshadowed when all you saw over and over again was the same combo from shadow characters. You didn't get to see the creativity from the regular characters because they were too busy getting hit. <laughs> so that's what I would, I would get rid of, shadow characters, or make Shadow Frenzy an extremely difficult thing to get. So if you do get killed by a stupid Shadow Frenzy combo, then it's it was you know really hard of a task. Or... Shit, just keep everything the way it is, but make Shadow Frenzy combos burstable at any point. You could do that yeah,
2: too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Yeah, because uh, I, yeah, I remember because you can't really burst in uh, mm. their combos. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. And then mm-hmm. they'll do like a humongous amount of damage.
0: Yeah, oh, they yeah, dude, They could do 9.6. They could do, some of them could do 10 if they wanted to.
2: Yeah, man, so. that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah, Shadow characters in 2.0 just pretty much busted that game up, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. I mean, all of this is wishful thinking. They would never do it. But, you know, I do eventually, down the line in the future, uh, TGS is coming up. I would like to do predictions because we got all those fighting game devs going to be at oh, TGS. So.
2: Oh, they're going to Tokyo Game Show? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool,
0: cool. So, yeah, might be and uh, Atlas and Sega are slotted to be on one of those Asa. So, so maybe... Damn, we
2: might about to see a Sonic Fighters game,
0: boy. <laughs> Let's go, man. <laughs> man, don't do that to me, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're going to fight with the cars, bro
0: man hey sega sega has been really active on twitter be like hey
2: sega's been good man sega's been really good
0: sega it's i think it's like atlas they're like nah we don't want to do anything that makes people happy but sega is like hey y'all want stuff on pc (laughs) i'd be like we need money (laughs) sega's been good in terms of their fan base i'll say that much they
2: really Mm -hmm. they really do be letting the fan base run wild when they come to the to their own games they like "Uh, well, yeah
0: (laughs) As a publisher, Sega's pretty good. As a dev, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah weird, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Atlas is just stubborn. But we'll see. We'll see what happens to TGS. But final one. This this question came out late. That's why that's how we got a baker's dozen on this one. Uh, Freud on YouTube. frood has been a been a uh, long time sub too. Saying people tend to lament when a new game doesn't get picked up by a group of people. But back then, I'm assuming he means like back in the day. That was exactly common. Or That was uh, exceedingly common, rather. Many older titles never developed a following. Do you think that might have something to do with online play and exposure being a part of the equation? I'll let you hit this one first, Bringle. What do you think? You think that online play has a big influence on whether people decide to stick or, I guess, get with a a game or
2: not? It does to
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) It It
2: definitely does to me because sometimes, depending on where a person lives, they may not have a scene. I didn't have much of a scene for a good amount of time i i ran a, i went to a scene when i was actually playing like okay so like i played smash 4 for a while before i played real fighting games or normal ones or whatever you want to call it <laughs> <laughs> i played smash matt for a while and i went to the scene over there and dude i remember that they didn't even have chairs man they i had to play on a knee man i was like come on man if i'm playing on a knee didn't go into though but i played on the knee how am i gonna play on the knee and expect and want to come back to that scene i'm just gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna take my ass home and i'm gonna go play online because at least i can play comfortably at home because that's that's really that's the thing online play really does help because there's just so much matchups and so much information you can learn online as opposed to sure going to people and playing with them is really effective too i'd say it's even more effective in terms of the um, the knowledge part but sometimes you just don't get some matchups and when you want to learn in and out of the game you online really the best thing you're gonna have to use so i think it definitely can help with the exposure it's got to be made well because like if it's not made well it falls off like sam show man new game dude new ass game i really wanted to get into that game i was pretty hyped didn't even buy it haven't even thought about it seen it on sales not cheap enough for me if it's not less than 20 i'm not touching it and it's like brand new game bad online dude doesn't even exist offline so if you can't even exist in a in a galaxy far far far
0: away from the damn (laughs) real world
2: you can't barely exist in the real world
0: and then it comes to epic which is (laughs) yeah all right yeah that doesn't
2: help (laughs) it's on steam now though but it's like i think that yeah i think it's on steam but then they're like pricing it really high so i mean bam, there you go that doesn't help either i'm not gonna pay 60 dollars for that game man
0: no nobody is i mean and if if you do you're probably going to return it immediately when you see this. like oh i get to play on seven frame delay only (laughs) this is great Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i would say i'm with you like also the infrastructure is so different now in 2020 than it was in like 1990 right like when i was a kid i remember arcades but i wasn't mature enough to really understand like the fighting game community i was just a little kid in the arcade playing you know just mashing and then When I grew up and I was like, all of a sudden in high school, there were no arcades anymore. Like,
2: (laughs) dude, I, yeah, I I can say that too, man. I, I didn't have any arcades where I was around. So I'm like, where the hell am I going to go play? I'm just going to sit in my room and play games.
0: Yeah. So the environment is just different. So, you know, yeah, like games back in the day could survive, when you know nobody cared because it's just all you did also arcades were a big you know culture phenomenon where it's just like hey don't really need a huge group of people to pick this game up in order for it to be relevant we can play just me and you yeah that's that's how it is but now you know there's you think of all the money that's being put into these games and all the bells and whistles. If you kind of have to have a big momentum, I mean, I feel bad. Look at Fantasy Strike, man. Like that game, it's an interesting, unique idea, but nobody gives a shit. And I, I need to not, play. I haven't even
2: played it, <laughs> but I know
0: it exists, man. Yeah. But no, that's the thing is, it's like not only nobody gives a shit, nobody's really willing to give it a chance. I mean, some people are, but like. But also I've seen the fact that because the game is like not really relevant, people will shit on it. It's like, why are you shitting on this poor little (laughs) game? First of all, what has it done to you? Two, you haven't even tried it. You don't know if it's bad. It could be bad for all you know. But go try it first. So times are just different, man. And I'll I'll keep saying it. 2020 is the worst timeline by <laughs>
2: exposing everybody, man. It
0: is, dude. It it has
2: demolished arcades, too, man. Those things are, oh man, I feel like they're going to become because people, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon, man. I don't know, me neither. How, we, even when a vaccine or something like that comes out, they still have to test it. So it has to go mm-hmm. through courses and trials of testing. So, like, I, it might be a while, man. And I think those arcades, they're going to. They I they I don't know, man. I don't think they're gonna exist very well after all of this stuff, dude.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be really, really tough. And for, they barely exist in America. Owners. Yeah, man. Yeah, we really don't I mean, we got uh there's there's some a couple of the big ones that you can still go to that are like kind of like Dave and Busters, but not so much uh family restaurant. They're actual like arcades. Mm-hmm. And you can go, but you have to be in like somewhat of uh, like a bigger city like st louis or like you know if you're like in the midwest we have one here in st louis we have uh lincoln nebraska and you know they have them in places like san diego california and like you know charlotte north carolina so you would have to be in a big city but if you're in like you know fayetteville arkansas you're like well, well, yeah <laughs> man,
2: dude. i uh right quick man i did play i was uh i was in little rock i played with the arkansas scene over there they're good dudes, man. Real cool players, man. They yeah. they playing in someone's house, so like, so like <laughs> ain't no arcades out there, bro. They playing in someone's yeah. house, man. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't even got a venue, man.
0: Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, that's uh pretty much all we got. I know we went a little longer. I, I'm sorry I kept you this long. I, I oh you're think good, we were man. Good. I'm
2: fine, you. I'm perfectly fine, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this is uh. Hopefully the we obviously we still have to figure out a schedule, figure out how everything is going to work. But this was uh first complete episode of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. I appreciate you joining me on this one.
2: Likewise, um, man, I appreciate you coming in.
0: Yeah, hopefully you you know this was a little bit different than the than TMP, right? A little bit different the uh, vibe on this one. I I like a little more different structure for this kind of podcast versus just the regular interview style. And then you know we can we can always do that as we go along, but. Yeah, one one final thing. I don't know if you saw this. I thought it was kind of, kind of funny. Everybody kind of crapping on poor old Gamer B. <laughs> but shout out of the week. I want to give a shout out to Gamer B because he had a rough pitching appearance in Taiwan, right? He threw out the first pitch at a baseball game in Taiwan. It didn't look good. He threw it to a cosplayer. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that, man. I gotta see that. <laughs> There's a video out there. It's, I'm pretty sure it's on the Hollywood Discord. Go watch it. His pitching performance isn't nearly as good as his fighting game performance. But he's still the best Adon on the planet, and he was, don't forget, he was the people's champ at EVO 2015 when he lost to Momochi after uh, the stick malfunction and the momentum change and all that. That was his tournament to win, but EVO Ryu too strong, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I got to find that video, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, it's it's pretty funny. But if, if you haven't seen Gamer B throw the pitch, you know, shout out to Bruce. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah, that's all I have. You got anything to add Pringle before we get out of here?
2: I hope fighting games get better, man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cause right now they suck to me, dude. I told myself many of times I've, I've lost so much interest. In, I used to play like Tekken guilty year, Skullgirls all at the same time. man. I'm like a multi-game player and I could mm-hmm. I could play them just fine to all at the same time. But man, time's not been good to these games, man. I, so Girl, girls, all by being a great game, it's been kind of shot in the foot. Mm-hmm. Neck in the net codes bad. Guilty Gear is like I, I get tired of playing. a I don't like YRCS that much, and so so yeah. much stuff that's just man. I I want to bet. I want some better stuff, man. I felt like I had a lot more better stuff when I first started, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. FGC fighting. needs a rebound, for sure.
2: Yeah, man. The, and I'm not talking the game, about the
0: Fall Guys community. I'm talking about the Fall <laughs> Guys The
2: Fall Guys, yeah. The little hot dog dudes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, Tokido is going to have to change his quote that, you know, from fighting games are so great to fighting games were pretty great.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, man, dude. Did you see that uh, that that uh, that match versus Dago man? Damn. He went 10-0. Oh, one. yeah, yeah. And man, oh, man. Dago, mm-hmm. like, I heard he's like, he is just sending the the board or something. This guy is powered <laughs> up again, man.
0: <laughs> man, that's rough. We were talking about demons, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, Daigo, man. He he ain't even trying to be his demon. He I think he even said it. He's like, "Hey, man, you achieved everything I wanted to achieve." Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like one of those crazy. things where it's like, "Man, you became what I wanted you what what I wanted to become." Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm your demon. And then it's like when you play him, it's like I hate this guy so much. What is he talking <laughs> yeah.
1: about?
0: <laughs> yeah that's rough i remember watch i didn't watch that 10-0 i watched the 10-5 like two years ago i think it was 10-5 yeah, yeah.
2: dude that 10-0 it would be wild because like this is how you know someone's in your head man when he's mm. like all right I'm a win he's got a sliver of health and this dude daigo would pull back out of nowhere and body him and i'm like that's when you know he's in your head man it's over yep. who did he, play? did he play guile yeah he played guile mm. versus uh and Takeda just used akuma so it was yeah. like it was weird, man. Yeah, it was so weird, dude. But like,
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I just read. I I don't think I put this in my notes, but I'm pretty sure I just read that he was, uh, and or not. Or he was like a nominee for esports personality of the year or something like that, or oh something yeah, like that. I I think I read that. Hey man, mm-hmm. out of all the people, he deserved
2: it, man. Because like, right. he sits in his own lane, plays some Fire Emblem on Twitch here and there. <laughs> plays guile and it seems like he's just a guy that's kind and just plays games man and having a good time compared to a lot of other people where we're always hearing their inputs and opinions and all that crap that goes just i just want to play street fighter
0: yep absolutely yeah he's by far one of the most notorious fighting game players on the planet even today and i'm pretty sure he's he's close to 40 he has to be right so
2: yeah i think he is yeah man
0: if not already, yeah, because he's—I mean, I know he's roughly the same age as Vi, If not, I mean, he's a little younger, but
2: that dude looked like he don't age at all, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he's
0: got—he's got, <laughs> he's got the, those young genes. Yeah, man. Yeah, that pretty much closes the show. Hopefully, everybody that listened enjoyed our little new format. This is FGC Hollywood, a uh, fighting game podcast. And yeah, I'm Max Spicer. That's Pringle the One. Appreciate you both listening, and we'll see you whenever we figure out a schedule. <laughs> Peace, you Peace.